Welcome back to SFM. I'm your headmaster, Rebecca. And I'm your headmaster, Hunter. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome back. That was a. That was a. That was tough. <laughs> in the background, I'm just going to be straightforward. Uh, we had a hard time starting this one because we're in a great mood. I couldn't stop laughing. I've had too it's much coffee. So so goofy we're being. But um, this movie's not goofy. No, I mean, okay. Look, I'm excited. That's <laughs> I, know, yeah, I think yeah. that's really the thing here. Um, like like I said, uh, we didn't mention already. Episode 31. Uh, this is the lighthouse. We didn't mention what episode yet. We just started talking about well, that because we mentioned it before numerous times. Ex- yeah, like I said. <laughs> but uh, no, we're here we are. We got it. So uh, yeah, episode 31, a really good movie. We uh, was were told about this one by my brother um, and ended up watching it. And I, I, I'll watch it again. Like it's a pretty interesting movie. Yeah, the two actors in it. Well, first off, everyone should know yeah. Willem Dafoe is amazing. Willem Dafoe. And I... Um, a big fan of him, mm-hmm. uh, but Robert Pattinson, damn dude, the, he his I his acting has always been really good. But I like I said, I'm really it's been happy by because unfortunately, a lot of people, including the two main actors of Twilight, for whatever reason, it got tainted because people judging a sparkly oh, it vampire. Was, it was yeah, it but was whatever like a specific <laughs> genre of. People, but also, I feel I like guess. the people who are shitting on it are probably too old to even care about what these little kids are thinking about it. Because right. when I was a kid, I was reading that. Like, I was young when that was coming out. Yeah. So to me, it, I didn't get any of the backlash until I got older. And I was like, oh, wow, they hated that movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy he gave everyone a big middle finger. was like, okay. Check this you out. You think I can't act? No, it's not to say that's what he did this movie <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, no, no, but... no, no, no. Because he's been in numerous movies since then. Yeah. And he's amazing. But this one, because it's just him and Willem Dafoe, and it's black and white. Mm-hmm. And they speak... I, like in riddles. Well, Willem Dafoe speaks in riddles, and that's why I told you. I, well, they're I, two. Mm-mm. They're two separate people, and we'll come into. We'll talk about it in a second. I could never but, be this person's assistant. But the the director Robert Eggers, he specifically shot it in a type of camera and made it look the way it looks um, for for kind of feels, um, and it definitely works. It just has that old older movie, but professionally done. Um, really interesting shots, but the acting is just it's amazing um, mm-hmm. between the two of them. But it's a 2019, so it's not brand, brand new, but it's newer. Um, an hour, almost two hours, an hour and mm-hmm. 50 minutes. So that's that's one of the things it kind of uh, goes on and on, but it, it keeps it keeps you interested. Yeah, you don't. I didn't feel once having to check to see how much time was left. I was mainly once again, just it's on the, a not on the same level as Bo is afraid. And I know I mention this now probably every episode. <laughs> every I am episode. very sorry, but. I'm uh, I'm obsessed right now with this movie. Not that I'm watching it all the time. I constantly think about different scenes from it where I'm just like, what, why, why? how, wait, what does this yeah. mean? And that's exactly it. It's just to it's where just this one you can weird. Yeah, but when you Google it and what it's supposed to be, I don't. Okay, whatever. But this one, it's a lot of metaphors and symbiology. It's <laughs> <laughs> symbolism. Oh my god, that's another Willem Dafoe thing from. Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Yeah. Someone says that to him, and he's like, <laughs> "What's the what's the symbiology there, or he's whatever?" Like, well, he's like, "Symbolism, you idiot." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, rated R, of course. Oh yeah. I think it would have been uh, a little bit more interesting if it wasn't black and white, because there are a couple of uh, you know gores and re- you know blood. It would be blood, but it's so. But this one's more gross, like you pointed out. Yeah, which I will get to that later. We have some new kind of 
details to the the ranking system that i guess would change past videos because it would change um art i was about to say art is afraid i meant terrifier (laughs) um it would change that movie yeah but i was thinking that in that one scene when he's a dog i'll just say that to not go into too more Mm -hmm. detail i was thinking i was like I know. Watching this movie, I didn't think once I wish it was in color, but I agree with you. I wonder what it would look like, but Mm -hmm. they do such a good job with their acting. Like, you kind of forget that it's in black and white, to be quite honest. I was a little taken aback when my brother told me, he's like, oh, yeah, it's in black and white. I'm like, "Mm, that's. I've never watched a movie and enjoyed it in black and white, I don't think. I can't remember watching, off the top of my head, I can't remember watching any black and white movie. Yeah. But it it, it was good. So, uh, A24 did this one as Mm -hmm. well. I mean, they just keep on coming out with them um they did we watched also watched the witch was that a24 yep they all no robert eggards did the witch oh really yes he wait okay that i don't uh, i did not i was not a fan of the witch but uh i'm not gonna we're not gonna review that one that one well we might we'll see uh but this one what we've noticed in the last probably three or four a24 films the thing that you can always tell when it's an a24 film is this certain pitch sound of the soundtrack yeah and yeah. you can always tell it's like okay this and that's is that. that's actually kind of how it starts so um do you want to do you have any other four four words before we get into storytelling time about it i hate open dark water yes and that is kind of what's around this island yeah yeah and it's about to get swallowed at some points with good, the storm good point that is that is something to note <laughs> um anybody else hates it uh rebecca's right there with you <laughs> i'm just not not a fan of that but yeah let's get started all right storytelling time is a good one here we go All right, so it begins in the beginning, right, with a foghorn blast. And that is a common thing. It is not constant, but it is just, it's daily for them. It's constant for them, but I don't know how or why they chose to insert it when they did, but it is persistent. Like the foghorn is, is it's actually a little shack that's being fed by diesel or some kind of fuel and the generator runs and it just it's constantly like on a loop and it hong you know it's out into the sea hong it's jesus christ yeah it does it like two times and it stops for like a couple seconds and then starts it up again it just keeps going yeah you know but uh it's loud yeah i mean (laughs) yes he ends up cleaning it later in the movies inside of it and it it changes the sound of it like (laughs) because he's inside um but it the lighthouse just comes up you know black and white um there's your intro the audio, like uh, like we touched on before we got started, it is it's almost exactly like Midsummer and Hereditary. It, I think that's that A twenty four like sound. They do this this uh, it's like a brass instrument, something loud in the background. But yeah. the view fades in on the open ocean very very slowly, um, and it actually looks extremely grainy at first. But then as you keep looking at it and it clears up, the ocean the ocean's very static like mm. you know, and and as you keep looking at it. Excuse me. I can imagine why sailors would have issues with like visions and the whole idea of mermaids coming from, you know, you know the mermaid effect being uh, present on 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 a place for so long and things change shape. You know, they say it like with coworkers, like you're with somebody for so long and all of a sudden they become attractive to you over time. You know, because you're around them for a long time, it can change like the way you perceive something just from being around it for a long time. Yeah, I've heard of things like that. And then when I was listening to that one true crime case where they were catching or squid hunting and how most of it's done, if I'm not mistaken, 
and off of South America, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and it takes like two months for them to come from where they're originally coming from to get there. But a lot of the people are not prepared to be on a boat for that long. And it does stuff to your mental. Like people do go insane and that's what happens in this one case. Yeah, for a lot of different reasons. Like I can imagine being on the open water, the movement, you know, being seasick, you know, that term. Mm -hmm. But just if you don't get seasickness, you're, you're stable, you're fine. But just being there, looking out, at the fucking ocean like all you see is just endless ocean and you're stuck on this boat like it's not like you can get off and go somewhere you walk one in the other end back yeah, and forth boat, back that's and forth scary but this day is in, a day island which is very similar it's fixed mm -hmm. yeah, but it's 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 only so much where it's you can go too. yeah but it fades, it, uh, fades into the open ocean we see all the water and i i wrote a little note it's like descent into madness you can it, this whole movie kind of is that, you know, their their slow descent into madness uh, individually and together how they do it. But I don't think Willem Dafoe's going into madness. I think he's manipulating, or he's just yeah. he just is mad because he's that's his life. Like he's very much used to it. But um, it's uh shows a ship. A ship comes into view, and the ship is carrying our two main characters. And uh, they're standing together at the bow. And well, you can tell, like, I did not know Robert Pattinson was so much taller than Willem Dafoe. But oh, yeah. When they're the, from the back, when yeah. you're looking at them. Yeah, you can clearly tell who's who. Well, and also, how old is Willem Dafoe? I don't know. I didn't look that up. I'm sure he's in his 50s or 60s. I wouldn't say he's in his 70s. But um, they and when so they eventually get to the highland. And when they arrive, you just hear the what? How old is he? He's 68. Okay. And he's born the July 22nd. I'm born July 21st. Okay. Yay. <laughs> okay, so he's that old. How old is Robert Pattinson? Like what, 31? Well, while you're looking at that. Yeah, sorry. 37. They arrive, and the, again, Foghorn, it's almost like you can hear it more prominently in the beginning because I think they're trying to implement the fact that this is a consistent thing, just happening nonstop, and they live, they, there really is no escaping it. It's just there on the island. Uh, seagulls are flying all over the place. How old is he? Oh, I, I said it. He's 37. And I'm sorry. Really quick. <laughs> this is so random. Oh. Do you remember when uh, I was on my Instagram and we were just scrolling through it and you saw that woman in that red dress and you were like, who is that? And I was like, I have no idea who that is. The pregnant woman? Yeah. That's his wife. Whose wife? Robert Pattinson. How random is that? Yeah. I have no idea who she And I'm not. I'm so sorry. I'm no one. So don't worry. I, I'm... I'm a person, so I don't keep up with things like that. I had no idea who that was, but I'm Googling him, and that image comes up, and it's... Oh, we had just saw her. <laughs> it's his... It, that's, so that's his first baby. Oh, Aw. Okay. Cute. Uh, well, they're just trying to... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to set the... Uh, sorry. If, if, I'm so sorry. Me. No. Uh, go back into the make-believe world. Let's go. Basically, foghorn's <laughs> going, seagulls flying about. It's very, you know, wet. It's the ocean. It's the fucking ocean. So um when they arrive there's people unloading shit and they just drop them off and leave that's mm -hmm. pretty much it as they're walking up two guys to the buildings there's two guys leaving and they're carrying a chest no one says anything to each mm -hmm. other they just pass by each other and it's like okay so those were the ones who were here for as you come to find out their time i think if, if everybody does the same time it's four weeks yes but so. you see how Robert and Willem are walking like not separate. Yeah. Okay, so the the point I think they they talk about it later. You are a wiki captain and you have a helper, like a a second in command or whatever, and you have the same one each time. But he's new. Uh, Robert Pattinson's mm -hmm. new for for 
Willem Dafoe. So, yeah, they don't talk. Now, these guys, just because they're holding a chest, they're helping each other. I don't know. Maybe well, they talk, also, maybe they, they don't. Well, also, they can't, if, if you think about it, I don't think just one person could carry that Ex- chest. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, never mind. But they're it not fighting, not that's for sure. True. <laughs> um, but they're not buddy-buddy, it doesn't seem like either. Right, there's, there's job's done, they're leaving. So mm-hmm. the next shot I actually really love because it made me laugh at first. I'm like, this is exactly <laughs> like old school feels. They have the person like look at the camera, yep. directly into the camera. And I'm like, these are our two fellas here. <laughs> and they're looking right at you, but they're actually looking out at sea watching the ship leave. So there you go. And you could see it in their faces. The foghorn goes off one time and Pattinson just kind of looks over like, Ugh. he like cringes, like mm-hmm. fuck. He does not seem to be used to this. Defoe, just got a fucking smile on his face, puts his pipe in his mouth, and he's like, let's go inside. You know, it's not a big deal to him at all. And as they walk in, uh, you can hear the clock ticking really loudly. Pat Pattinson, I call him Pat, you know, walks around the room. Oh, Patty. The thing is, they don't talk about their names for Mm-mm. almost the whole, like, first yeah. half of the movie, which is very, you know, t- kind of talks about their personalities, too. They did not exchange formalities. They didn't know, what's mm-hmm. your name? They just kind of, they have a job to do. That's what they're here for. And yeah, and Willem's been doing this. Patton hasn't, so. Right, so he just kind of gets right into his routine. But uh, Patton walks around the rooms. Uh, he goes to this uh, chest uh, mm-hmm. or a table, a writing table or whatever, and it's locked. He cannot get into it. This is uh, Willem Dafoe. I guess that's the captain's table or mm-hmm. captain's uh, writing desk. Captain's log. Right, where he fills out his logs and stuff, but he can't get into it. There's a lock on it. Uh, as he's walking around, he goes upstairs, hits his head on the on the thing. He's too tall for this. Yeah, see, he, I don't, you know, I don't, I think certain people live growing up in certain places might develop certain characteristics, right? But I don't know if being short is a, is a ship kind of thing, like when you're a seaman. It's a seaman. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, everything kind of just, he doesn't fit in very well. You kind of see that like uh, right away. Um, you hear someone peeing. Oh God! And the shots from the the stairwell looking up, and you see the two beds on either side of the room. Behind the post in the middle of the room, Defoe's just peeing into his uh his um chamber pot. That's what they're called. And they're just buckets. They're just regular silver buckets. <laughs> yeah, so it's a pot. Change your pot, chamber pot. On the right side is Defoe's, right, and he kicks the pee bucket underneath his bed. When he bends over to do that, he just farts right in fucking Defoe uh, in uh Patton's Pattinson's face. face. He farts a lot. That's it's so gross. kind of his deal. Um and he leaves, right? And Patton Pat's just sitting there on the mattress, unrolled the mattress, and he feels something underneath the mattress. But also Willem Defoe farts again before he leaves. Yeah, so when he's leaving, he does it. Yeah. So nasty. That's what I meant by like all the time. <laughs> but um he digs something out and he pulls out some stuffing and then there ends up being a figurine of a mermaid. So that's kind of ominous and weird. Like, what the hell is that? Uh, so now it just immediately gets right into the the chores. It just cuts right to these loud wheels and belts and mechanical shit moving. Patton's feeding... Pat, Patton. Pattinson? Pat. What the fuck ever? Uh, Robert. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's feeding the furnace uh, to run the foghorn. Mm-hmm. And so that that is one thing. And then I guess the light runs off of oil. So... Got coal for the foghorn and then oil Mm -hmm. for the lighthouse. Um, So, okay, that's a chore. Now they cut to them eating dinner together for the first night. And you could see it's uh, very whatever they, I wonder what they have. They got got salted meats. They got maybe some fish. I think they said fish, sausage and like fish or whatever later, salted cod or something. But I I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Yeah, right now is whatever supplies they brought with them. So they probably have some form of meat. But then later, 
they rely on the stuff that they catch off of the island. Mm-hmm. So this is where you get to see first uh, Pattinson's deal with alcohol. Because mm-hmm. Defoe pours himself a drink for both of them to do a toast, right? And he does his famous quote. Okay. I'm going to do it. <laughs> do it like it. Should pale death with treble dread. Make the... He says it weird. I love it. Make the ocean caves our bed. God who hears the surges roll, deign to save our suppliant soul. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what does that even mean? But okay. It's like a, now, I lay me, now I lay me down to sleep kind of thing. And he goes to do his little toast. Pattinson's uh, apparently not for it. And it you find out, I think it's for a, an actual, there's another reason. He, he sits there and goes, oh, in our regulations book, it, it's against the rules. I'm not allowed, we're not allowed to drink on the job. And he's like, I didn't take you much for our eating, man. And he, yeah, he's like, I don't want to cause no trouble, though. He's like, well, then you best be doing what I tell you. That's also in your book. You know, mm-hmm. I'm your captain. So he's not going to argue with that. He gets up. Pours out the fucking pours out the alcohol. I mean, I'd be I think I'd be a little upset if I was to fall. I'd be like, I would have drank that, but whatever. Pours it out. There's a pump that connects to what's called a cistern. I did not know it. A cistern just sounds really rough, but that's no, just a, it's a storage container for water mm-hmm. uh, to hold water, you know, off site or whatever for drinking, for washing, for whatever. Um, not that it's probably non-potable, right? Because it's been sitting there. But they do things to make it. Mm-hmm drinkable which is fucking disgusting i can't i can't all then i guess the other keepers or wikis didn't clean the water Uh, i don't know maybe not because they just left yeah they would say that like if it's so he basically pumps himself a a little thing of water it doesn't look discolored or anything Mm -hmm. it's it's clear he sits down and then he's he'll toast to that right and when he does it uh he coughs up a coughs up, and you see Defoe. He's like, I'm. He's like watching him yeah. drink. He's like, he I doesn't know. drink his. He waits and watches uh, Pattinson. And when he goes to drink it, yeah, it, it's apparently the cistern. He goes, it tastes. Does it still taste of the head? You know, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that means, but it's gross. It's yeah, gone, it's gone sour. It's gone bad. Uh, you have to treat the water before you can drink it. Guess so. Ew. Um. Really gross. But, but in this scene, really quick, uh, when Willem Defoe goes and tells robert to cheers him to toast with him mm-hmm. i love the way pattinson talks like he does this weird thing where he's like I, I i can't do it like him but it's just a very specific way that he talks in the movie and i i think it's so cool. like a uh like a timid kind of uh very peculiar you know, person like but it's also his care he goes all the way down to the way he speaks like their acting is so good in this movie mm-hmm. i mean the okay later we see it but it i didn't realize it until uh we read some facts about it but yeah like these scenes that they do these these shots where they do the oh yeah we'll point those out yeah, when they come it's up so yeah. good man like just like you're just they're one acting. takes just, and everything there yeah. you thank you i was looking for the term um but either way the sister needs treating right and it tastes disgusting so that's part of his duties he goes you got you got all kinds of things to do you got uh, you got to clean up the brass. It's uh, tidy up the clock, the clockwork in the brass. Tidy up the quarters after. You got to do the shingles, the coal, like all that. And he he goes, you understand? He's like, yeah, yes, sir. And he goes, I, sir. <laughs> you know, that's that's the correct response. And he goes, uh, well, you know, what about the the light? You know, so when we're gonna be able to switch mm-hmm. back and forth or whatever. And Defoe, you know kind of quickly nips that in the bud he's like no that's my watch mm-hmm. you know you have the dog watch i i tend to the light you know that's and he goes well it says it in the regulation book that we alternate and 
Defoe gives him some bullshit excuse about it, the midwatch being the thing to dread, you know, the night to the morning. It's it's tough stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll handle it. You just do your chores. Yep. And doesn't doesn't let him argue about it again. So next next scene is cut and he's shoveling coal again. Um, and the re <laughs> the regulation book is sitting on the stool. I think he's reading it more to try to like make sure <laughs> or verify like, do I have any wiggle room here to argue with him? But uh, and then you can hear the foghorn go again and he gets angry. I think this is when he starts stuffing stuff into his ears because at this point it's like, dude, this is night one. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you can't get used to the foghorn. Uh, no, he's not prepared for this. Not yet. Now, it's nighttime. Apparently, he's supposed to be going to bed soon, and Defoe's up in his lighthouse, and they pan, the camera pans up from the bottom of the lighthouse to the top, and Defoe's up there being weird with the light. He's he's staring into it directly, and you're like, um... Yeah, I remember being like, he's going to blind himself. Isn't that bad? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a light that you can see for miles, and you're right there. It's mm -hmm. a super uh, magnified light, so... Uh, but then, he's wearing clothes, and then all of a sudden, he's seemingly nude, and he's sitting staring at the light, He's sitting, and he looks like he's very drunk or, yeah. or overwhelmed, tired, whatever. Drunk, for sure. And he says, to ye, me beauty. And he kind of like, like he's toasting to the mm -hmm. light. So we have no idea what it is, but that is the focal point for uh, Pattinson like the whole time. Like that's, that's really what he wants. Now, maybe this is a good time to mention the movie is very symbolic, has metaphors in mm -hmm. it, and it has to kind of do, and I'll talk more in detail, but like Greek mythology. Like Who are the two people? Prometheus is the... And Pan... And, and Proteus. Uh, no, Pro, Proteus? Yeah, Prometheus and... Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, there's, there's, it's two mythologies mixed into one. You got uh, the Greek uh, character who stole the fire from the gods, or kind of like Adam and Eve and the apple. He wanted to gain the knowledge of the gods, and that was he was condemned... To punishment by being eaten and pecked at his liver, you know, for eternity. Whereas on the other side, Pro, uh, Proteus was yes, the knowledge, sea the sea god of knowledge and stuff like Keeper that. Keeper who could change shape and foretell the future. Yeah, so it's a little bit of mixture oh, of, of two. That would, if he can change shape, that would explain why he's, why Willem Dafoe sometimes appears different. And it's all yeah, appearing of is it real? Real? Is it fake? Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, I have no. So yeah, when you Google even those two names the lighthouse comes up and a lot of people yeah. this is and there's some scenes where yeah it is strictly that because proteus is not has nothing to do with prometheus as far as the stories in greek mm -hmm. mythology go i they just made those connections but he did themselves. technically pro, uh Patton did technically steal the fire and so that's why he yeah, yeah i think the very ending like you said is truly him being cursed where i was like how did he get out there naked yeah so let the man be naked pattinson's outside looking at this like he he sees up well he doesn't see him but he looks up and yeah. he's like you know what's going on up there he really wants to, to to go up there now it's pitch black he and he's walking around the island this first night and he ends up walking to the ocean shore and sees something out in the water mm -hmm. and the thing that you know it's it's really odd you're like what am i seeing at first but it, it ends up being like logs it's yeah. a bunch of it looks like coffins or something yeah that's but, what i first i thought i was like is these a bunch of coffins a bunch of logs are floating towards the shore and then you know they part and he sees something in the water that is like a mass like a like a body you know and that's what it is so he he's mesmerized in a way to where he's just kind of walking out to the fucking water <laughs> in Ugh. the middle of the ocean see this isn't an island or this isn't even a shore off of a mainland where they the ships have to be careful. This is an island out in sea, mm -hmm. you know, to, to tell people maybe like you're getting close to the shore. I don't know. But 
or this is the the, the direction I toward guess for the this port. specific rock they need to put a, a lighthouse there because if not then ships would hit this rock yeah there you go so it's in the middle of the ocean and it needs it's to be protected rock. so um there's no trees it's a rock right yeah no you're right there's nothing nothing there at all absolutely nothing so as he gets closer it's a blonde dead guy you know and we mm-hmm. find out who that is a little later um but he keeps walking even more like to get to that person and he sinks and as he sinks and something all of a sudden kind of drags him and there, or and then there's a mermaid down there mm-hmm. and it starts to does it start to scream i think it does start yes, to scream does. here but like a couple times and then all of a sudden he awakens and there's water dripping on his face mm-hmm. so he's no longer out in the ocean uh how did he get out no idea was it a dream but defoe mentions the shingles <laughs> I thought he had shingles. Like that's I what it, I thought so too. He's like the shingles, you know, like, and it's oh, like, oh, no. dude, he got the fever or something. And he passed out on the beach. Uh, no, no, he basically is like, after fixing the cistern, you'll do that on the roof, the shingles to the roof. I have never known of a building so fucking flimsy that like every week you got to change shingles because after a storm, the shingles are just dripping everywhere. When he goes to repair the shingles, he all he has to do it's like a tooth. He pulls out a tooth, he has to put a new one back. Like that's that must be a very simple roof setup or whatever, um, but it's probably very simple to fix because it it gets breaks. damaged all the time. They're storm. They're in the middle of nowhere. And these ocean <laughs> storms are something else, man. Like they're like uh, you come to realize. Defoe tells you later, like a storm on the mainland might have cleared, but out here in the ocean, it could take. I don't know if this is true. Take weeks sometimes. A little longer. It's it's fed by. Uh, warm water and you know the ocean is water <laughs> so it's endless supply it can, yeah literally non-stop um so he's basically you know after the cistern you'll fix that and also the lamp the lighthouse lamp needs oil he just finished doing his shift and he's coming down and getting in bed just telling them you need to do this 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 i mean okay fair enough like you had your roles i have mine but like this is literally what we're doing for four weeks but also, you can, you should be the one, Defoe, to clean the room because, yeah, I guess you're older and you can't do all the physical stuff. But then also, you should be oiling the light. You're up there all the time. It already, it just put a bad taste in my yeah. mouth that, like, right from the get go, yeah, you've already been doing this. You got your method. But, well, he, hey, man, like, I'm not, I'm not your slave. I'm not yeah. just going to come here and just do whatever you say. I mean, if there's regulations, if there's rules, I mean, I, th- I thought there was a way that you'd do this. Yeah, because every time Defoe talks to Robert, it's always telling him to do stuff or he's not doing well. Or that he's not doing well. And that's yeah. fine. Oh, he's already doing everything that he probably shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. everything. Um, but either way, he just finished his shift. He gets into bed. He farts. <laughs> you know, so. just got to gotta let you know. Um, got to clear the air. Uh, so now the next place, the storehouse that he goes to, um, I guess where everything is all stored at, uh, the chalk and some of the food and whatnot. But this chalk, that's what they use. They dump bags of chalk into the cistern to i guess it binds with the toxins and then it all floats to the bottom i guess so that's fucking gross man they drink that is that when he opens it and he sees the Mm, okay now yeah so he opens it up and it smells that's disgusting he just opens it up we don't because it's black and white it's darker color water so is Uh, it clear don't think so but he pours the shit in kind of mixes it up and now that's good enough to drink i don't know god man i i couldn't this these things like 1800s, man, like right industrial industrial revolution. We had enough technology to get around as far as boats and airplanes and things, but it was so crude. Mm-hmm. Every like tanks and industrial factories and 
there was like no safe there's no OSHA there's no safety nothing like mm-hmm. no one ever regulated anything it was just you dump chalk in the water you don't get sick yeah if but you, you get, survive the work day you're lucky exactly <laughs> like pretty much that's it just go into work so this next scene's really weird he's on the roof fixing the shingles and he removes the one that was dripping over his bed so now he pulls it out and he's able to see onto Defoe's bed and Defoe's sleeping but something's like he he's like moving his hips like he's kind of humping the air but then like is there something in his pants? I don't I don't know. I don't think there's anything in his pants. I think those are the type of pants that uh, have, have a little like hatch. A, yeah, and I think it's just down maybe because he's gross and he gets up and poops and then just lays back in bed. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. But the music got weird. It kind of like yeah. escalated. You're like, what is he looking at? And it's like ominous. Like he's something is crawling around in his pants or he's moving <laughs> his hips. Something's crawling. In it's his, his sea snake. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. So that was supposed to be weird. Um, and then so now the next thing is him getting more coal, right? This shot, I love this. It From the right side of the building, which is like kind of the, the kitchen, dining area. I think you can go upstairs and that's where the, the sleeping is. But there's a long hallway or corridor, if you will, that goes from one side to the other side where the lighthouse actually is as you go up the lighthouse. So it's a long, like, 50-foot walk from one end to the other. He's carrying this wheelbarrow. Very laborious. It's just a lot of every day, probably multiple times a day, he has to fill up this wheelbarrow with coal mm-hmm. and cart it across. If it's raining, he's got to cover it. Because that's what keeps the foghorn going. Which is interesting because the foghorn, the lighthouse is one thing, but the foghorn's another. So I guess if it's fog foggy... If it's foggy, you can't see the light, so you need a foghorn. Mm-hmm. The closer you get to it, you need to be able to hear. So, yeah, you need to keep both going, basically. It's important. Yeah, they're both very important. So, as he gets to the fog barn, whatever, <laughs> the foghorn barn. Uh, What's that dude's name? Foghorn Leghorn? Yeah, foghorn Leghorn. Who the that? chicken from uh, Tom and Jerry. Oh, well, I, well, I say now. I Is say. that his name? Yeah, foghorn Leghorn, yeah. Well, I say, boy. Yeah. Foghorn Leghorn. Swear to God, look it up. Uh, so anyways, a seagull's at the door, and uh, it won't go. Like, he tries to kind of shoo it away, but it, it just keeps on kind of... They don't call. Seagulls don't call. What do they do? Um, Screech? <laughs> I guess. Oh, my God, that is his name. Yeah. So whatever they it's do, um, it's it's doing it, and it won't go. It's one-eyed. That was a little interesting thing to note. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries to throw coal at it, and it eventually flies away, And it, but it took a little bit. It's like, what the fuck? The ominous music builds up, and you see Defoe is up at the lighthouse looking down at this incident. Like, mm-hmm. he watched it happen. So, next scene is in the lighthouse. This is his next thing. So, he's just moving on with his chores, right? He's supposed... Side note. Wasn't Pattinson... Was it Defoe she- supposed to be sleeping? That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. So, he's not... And you're... You should be sleeping so you can cover your shift. What are you doing? He's wa- watching me doing my shit? Ugh. Bro, then come and help me, yeah, you know? Yeah, really. So he gets into the lighthouse, which is where Defoe apparently was. There's three giant fucking oil containers down below. I'd probably say they weigh 200 pounds. Jeez Louise. 150 to 200 pounds easily. Um, they fill of oil, like viscous oil. He looks up like, fuck. <laughs> like, I got to go up every single one of those steps. And he does. Step by step. It takes a whole reset each step to get it up. And then, you know, again, each one all the way to the top. Sets it down, breathes, right? And, and you can hear them this. You could hear him struggling from the top 
you could hear him every single step it's a yeah. loud clang bang and then he has to rebreathe and bang and then he gets up to the top he's breathing heavy he's sweaty he's looking at the hatch door that goes up to the light and he actually has not gone up there yet so he kind of slowly approaches it very mesmerized like like very interested and defoe comes out of fucking nowhere just the other side of the <laughs> of the circular stair whatever he might as well just live in the lighthouse i don't know why he doesn't you don't ever go up there and he's and he scares him and he's like oh and he goes and by the way here he gives him a smaller oil container he goes next time use this you're supposed to fill up the oil container down below and then carry that little thing up and oil the things as you should. Which Defoe should have given to him when he told him you need to bring the oil up there when you told me that on the first day. And then like, also, <laughs> it's weird too. Before he does hands him the oil thing, he tells Robert take to catch rest. his breath. Yeah, I to said catch your take breath. A, to catch your breath, boy. And then he like comes, yeah, he gets closer and tells him again. And it's just like, what do you want him to go? <gasps> okay, <gasps> give me a second. Like, what? So weird. He goes, He's and then when so you're done weird. catching your breath, yeah. take that back and put it down at the bottom <laughs> where you found it. Unless you want to burn down the lighthouse. Yeah. So, wait. Okay. I'm not a fucking natural wiki. I didn't know that. Okay, but hold on. I'm going to push you down with this fucking barrel. I don't know, though. If I would... I'm not taking anybody's side, but if uh, if you were somebody that it kind of shocked the foe, he's like, wait a minute, you read the book. Okay, if you read the book, you should have known that I'm also your commanding officer. Okay, cool. So then, yeah, you should maybe, did you read anything about the oil? Like, I, Okay, you are an asshole. He is. We are sitting across <laughs> from each other in the bed, and you name all my tasks, and you specifically tell me to oil the light, and you don't mention, hey, you don't have to carry those all the things all the way up, all the way up to the top. Yeah. There's a thing. If you want to climb the stairs first, grab this thing, bring it down and fill it up. Oh, no, that's that's an ass thing to do, period. That thing probably should never end up up there. If you're Defoe, you take it up there. You oil your shit. You finish your shift. Probably you come down shift, yeah. with it. Why would it ever end up? Whatever. My point he probably is, got into that, grabbed it, went up and listened to him. And so, yeah, he's an sh- asshole. So but he tells him, Defoe. put it back, right? Put it back. You're already behind on your duties. Oh, fuck you. Wait, like, yeah, all capitals. I was like, wait, what? Fucking wait, hold on. I've already changed shingles. You should be sleeping. How do you know I'm behind on anything, old man? Oh, yeah, that's a good, that's actually. Take your stupid riddles and go to sleep with your butt out. Good point. So now cut to later that night. It's dinner time again. We, I don't think there's a chronological, like. I have no idea. If you ask me how many days they are there from this night today. I don't, it doesn't Yeah, this could be four or five days in. This could be a weekend, but they're there for four weeks. So either either way, this is the next time we see he does his prayers, his little toast. The water's still gross. Mm -hmm. And he seems very irritated with Defoe, right? Like, and he tries to, attempts to lift his spirits. He's like, you know, like, the things he says, I I was only able to write, well, I could write down any of it, right? But all of it is very riddle-like. So, you know, find some chirkin-y lad, you know. It, basically, I looked that up. Uh, well, I didn't write it down, but I do remember looking it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Chirk. It's like, you know, motivation, you know, uh, whatever. I can't I remember. just hate, I, I, as an assistant, I would hate to be under someone like this. I don't know what you're me, saying please? to me. Yeah. So, Pat doesn't want to talk, right? He's like, I just don't feel like talking. And he's like, but that doesn't, you think you're the first, you know? And he begins a story. Starts talking about this, uh, Defoe does, the ship that he used to be on called the Chicopee, right? He's like, and, you know, and what, it, it's a, he's giving advice is what he's doing basically. He wasn't telling a story just to tell a story. He's like, you don't feel like talking? Okay, let me give you something. What about exactly, you know, being on a ship with a whole bunch of guys, wh- what is it that you think is so bad about a sailor's life, you know? 
I didn't say anything was bad. And he's like, and he just kind of keeps on talking. It, boredom. Boredom is basically the worst thing for man, period. Oh, I bet, yeah. Because so, what does it say? Like, what is that saying? Idle hands do the devil work or something. Yeah, idle hands, uh, yeah. Exactly. Work of the devil. So Robot devil. Keep yourself busy, have a purpose, stuff like that. But, you know, as a sailor, think about that. That's, that is the one true thing that could get to you like you just staring out at sea mm -hmm. you do your you do your duties but you just it's only so much you can do so only so much you can go so yeah boredom starts to really get to you if exactly you like if you're tired of being on sea it's not like you can walk and go somewhere else yeah you can't yep it's constant you walk to the other side of the ship it's sea again so defoe goes but you know the only medicine is drink <laughs> he smiles about that like you know there's really nothing else you can do but pattinson isn't drinking so yeah, he's like he so want to. um and he had something to say, and but he doesn't say it, you know, uh, Robert. And Defoe's like, out with it, boy, you know? And he's like, why did your other keeper leave? You know, like what happened to your other keeper, the other guy? Mm -hmm. And this is when you find out, like, this must be something that you do with these these two guys. That's your guy. Like, you don't, yeah. you don't just have a different guy each time. Because you're stuck there for four weeks. And once again, you can't go anywhere else. You're probably very used to each other. You know how each other works. And they you do, do your work. I do my work. They do look at credentials and things, yeah. too. So it's like you've got to make sure they pair up and work out right. Mm -hmm. So he goes, oh, he, he died. He went, he went mad, you know. Oh, he died. He, he dead. He's, he had, he had talks he dead, of. girl. Apparently he saw mermaids and fantasy and this and that. Uh, he spoke as of you know Saint Elmo's fire was in the light and that it was enchanted, and Elmo. all this isn't exactly wrong, you know, because he's saying all this and I, as Robert, I'd be like internally be like, yeah, well, I'm curious too. Like I, you make it seem you know fancy by not letting me fucking up there, dude. Like what is up there? Um, but d uh, Robert doesn't believe him. He's like, ah, well, because first off, I wouldn't even know what he said to me. I'd be like, right. what did you say, that's sir? The answer you just gave Mermaids me. Mermaids and he went mad? Sure. Tall tales. That's the term he used. Is that what goes, you said? He goes, that's tall tales. Yeah. And then Defoe just looks at him and he's like, no, I saw you with the goal. You know, he's like, um, he's like, that you shouldn't be doing that. Don't be, don't be messing with the goal. You can't, don't murder a goal. Say something along, don't hurt a goal. Yeah, because it's a, a soul of a sailor in, in seagulls. Yeah, Pattinson, he said, why? He's like, yes, yeah, uh, I thought I wrote that down. I guess I, I, it stuck in my head. He goes, yes, uh, souls of sailors be in them yeah. or whatever. Uh, now, is this sailors who only died at sea? Or like if you're a sailor so. and you died in your house? I died in Connecticut. <laughs> and uh, and now I'm a seagull. In the ocean. Now, he, he says tall tales again. He doesn't believe them. Like, okay, tall tales again. That doesn't fly with Defoe. He gets up and pops him right in the face. Like, real quick, just pop. And that Robert Pot stands up like, whoa. And he goes, uh, Defoe almost like immediately regrets it. He seems very remorseful, like immediately like, don't mind me, lad. Oh, don't mind me one bit. And he says he's eating food and it's not staying in his mouth. And he's oh, like, God, it's so gross. Coffee. That's right. We just need a drip of coffee. That'll do us right. And yeah, make some coffee for us, should you? And it was just like, okay, should we? And Pattinson's still standing there, like, what the fuck was that? Okay. I'd be like, sir, sir, you just punched me. Every time Robert will question or point out anything that could be negative about uh, Defoe, mm -hmm. he gets angry instantly. Mm -hmm. You can see it in his face. His eyebrows drop and he just squints his eyes and he's like, yee, pretty like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't. I'm happy I did it. not know what you just said, but we'll say it again later. <laughs> <laughs> so fast you, pr you pray like a woman <laughs> what okay 
<laughs> You're the mermaid. That's who it is. <laughs> this is what this is what we were doing before you we started. You made my this. second in command go crazy with your eyes. I'm sorry, I can't. Mm-hmm. So that night, Pattinson is reading uh, by window, and <laughs> fucking bird seagull comes walking up a fly i think it's uh, one eye seagull it is it's always one eye fucking with him taps on the window and we see the mermaid figurine sitting next to him in bed well i i don't know <laughs> i guess this got him hot and heavy uh next time to masturbate basically <laughs> the next scene is is you self-abuse <laughs> he's self-abusing himself <laughs> so you see uh or you hear you know slapping sounds You're like what is going on <laughs> But yeah, that's well, okay. That's what he's doing. Fine, have fun, buddy. I I, I get it. You're <laughs> he's he's like he goes to Defoe. He's like it's not only drinking you can do. They're self abusing. <laughs> all kinds of, all kinds of things I can conquer my boredom <laughs> with. So as he walks out uh, after he does this in the watershed, I guess. Or <laughs> so he left his room. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not. His room is where Defoe could come down to i guess why it's the middle of the night why would defoe leave his post first off if i'm self-abusing and defoe catches me and i'm gonna question him and i'm gonna be like first off no no no. why are you here you are abandoning your post go back to your work you're slacking slacking don't worry about me i'm slacking you know what i'm saying slacking slacking okay anyways uh (laughs) that's what i would tell him I mean, he, leave me alone. he walks out and apparently Robert should be sleeping right shouldn't be self abusing uh, he comes out and sees up in the lighthouse fucking Defoe <laughs> just arms naked. spread he's fucking butt naked like and you're like wait he, I immediately he is tanning yeah t- tanning <laughs> from the artificial the light. light I would have been like okay tomorrow I would go, no I'd go right then in there right sure. there in there but like okay yeah right he, now I think he got scared honestly I think no, he I got go right then in there it's dark time and I gotta catch naked. you in the act you're gonna deny it tomorrow when Look, you are fully you. I don't care no there's no evidence true I there's don't have no evidence camera. what were you doing out at night shouldn't you have been sleeping I was self-abusing <laughs> which apparently you you're know. abandoning your post I'm on Go my post bro sleep. I'm on my post. So no, I would march up there where I steal his clothes and make him <laughs> go down naked. He's like, what's wrong? Why are you naked? <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. How'd your clothes end up off you? All of a sudden, uh, he's outside of the lighthouse staring out into you know the courtyard. Searching for the and, sinner. And it's like, yeah, uh, Pattinson hadn't hid. He would have been seen, right? But you know, he hid around the other side of the building. Um didn't get caught, I guess, right? But it's like, oh, close. And I think when uh, Defoe runs out, he's putting his clothes back on. He's not running out nude. I'm pretty sure he's... No, nice. he had clothes on. Yeah, he was uh, putting a, yeah, he was putting a suspender yeah. on. He had gotten yeah. dressed again. Yeah. It was quick. <laughs> so the next one, uh, next scene, next day, he's wheelbarrowing more coal. I mean, constantly, he's doing his chores, right? He's blo- he's brushing off the clockwork inside of the lighthouse. There's like weights and shit that help make it spin. That's what... It's like a... Yeah. It's engineering. Exactly. It is is gears and chains. Uh, <laughs> and as he's dusting, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at this part. He's dusting off the fucking clockwork, and Defoe just pops his head out the hatch and goes, you've been neglecting your duties. <laughs> well, hello to you too, sir. And he's like, he gives him a couple things to do. You got to do this, this, this. And he's like, all right. And then he, he goes, he it. goes, I, sir, are you a dullard? <laughs> and he's like, no. And he's like, well, you could have fooled me. You know, it shuts it like, dude, <laughs> ow, you're an ass. And when he said that, that reminded me of the thing from Harry Potter where it was like, um, what are they called when you're not a wizard? You're uh, a mud? Muggle? Muggle. 
Okay. I thought it was like mud blood. Ooh. Mug blood. Ooh, Courtney's going to yell at me. <laughs> what, what about it? I, that, I thought of that. And now like they would insult each other in Harry Potter. And he was like, are you what? What are you saying? You d- a dullard. A dullard? A dullard. I mean. <laughs> it's like them when like Draco's like, oh, you are a whatever it's called. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, Robert's just Old like, school. Um, insults. Curse. Yeah, whatever. But it was just funny. Yeah, he just turns. He's like, what? No. What? First off. Could have fooled me. Why are you still up in the light? Shouldn't you be sleeping? <laughs> Yeah. It's, what are you doing? You're just up there. <laughs> Why are you up here still? Yeah, still Is a light. your bed up here? Moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's happening? So in the living quarters, the next scene is he had hollered at uh, Robert to come back, and he's pointing at something on the ground. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know? You didn't. And he's like, what? He's like, that, do you call that sweeping and mopping? Okay, like everything I say, it is not at all how he says it. He says it in the fucking. Oh, it's so thick. It's well, no, so not even good. the accent. It's. um. It's said with, like, it says I. Like, what did you... You did nothing of the sort, says I. Like, it's, it's everything he says is backwards, and he says it in, like... Yeah, a very thick Poetic speak. No, uh, well, accent. okay, whatever. Accent's not what I'm talking about. It's the way he's... The words. Oh, yeah, the words he uses, but the way he says it, too. It's yeah. just very, like... He's a sailor. Yeah. He's a pirate. Um, but, yeah, he calls him a lying dog, basically, and that's the first time you, you hear the insult that seems to really hit Pattinson, like, you know... At, at, at the core like that's something he does not like but he tries to defend you know but defoe his uh, he's got authority and he's crazy he's like you contradicting me basically i said you didn't do it so calls him a dog again and finally you know pattinson defends himself like he's like no even the queen of england's maids couldn't do better i i did it and i swear to you i told you i did it so i did it and he kind of just okay you know you think that that would be good enough but nope fucking defoe doubles down gets gets up all in his face and is like, if I say this, it's basically if I say it, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. If I tell you to tear apart, I mean, he went into it, all the details of like tearing apart this whole place with the nails. You take the nails out with your hands and you put it all back together. You'll do it and you'll yep. do it happily because I told you to. Or I'll dock your wages. Now swab, dog, swab. Like it's like, yeah, whoa. I think he tells them if I tell you to clean it nine more times, you will you do will. it. Yeah, and you'll and be happy. And I don't like that's abuse of power. Oh, yeah. 100%. I cannot stand a person who's in charge that says like, oh, if you give them a legit reason to be like, I that's a stain. That's not coming out. I cleaned everything. Mm-hmm. And if your initial reaction is to tell them, well, I told you to do it again instead of just being like, really? Or okay, no, well, you, did did, you? you didn't do it at all. No, I, I say you're lying. Yeah. Instead like, of just being like, OK, well, or hey, do I'll do think- it again and watch. It won't come up. Like, yeah. Watch. Or, to, or to be like, hey, OK, well, then maybe we should try some different chemical. What did you use? Like try to. Why is he? It's so I can't stand people like that. Or remember, uh, old, again, we were talking about these guys, right? This just the time and the way the, the way that you're dressed what you're eating uh, the fact that you're uh, there's no hot showers you know what i'm saying so like what? I, i'm just getting at like what kind of person were you back then like when you didn't have any of the things that we now take so much for granted you know we have all these things so easily at our access you're and he's a sea captain i'm not saying he's just some regular dude in the 1800s he's sea life so he should be hardened. used to this so you should know no, how he's crazy to speak to no, no, me no, not not justifying it i'm saying he's fucking crazy but my point is he's crazy i don't think he's crazy he's very i think uh willem dafoe is very manipulative he knows what to do he i don't think i just uh, never knew why you'd want somebody like that you know like 
why would you want to be that guy you know and like, pe- like, people are there's some people why are people narcissists why are people pathological liars why are why why bummer for pattinson then the fact well, that he linked pattinson, up with this guy you kind of put yourself in that own bone a little bit too let me get into that let me get into that so yeah that that was pretty disrespectful that was a pretty uh serious turn of the like tone like okay yeah robert hates being called a dog right absolutely and that was the first time right there yep. that he really just gave it to him but the way he acted towards him it's like that is exactly what we find pattinson is not good with excuse me so the next thing is him polishing the containers in the lighthouse but willem defoe is like right there <laughs> like with his log book and he's you should be sleeping <laughs> And as he's doing it, he seems pretty damn upset. He just starts fucking like mm-hmm. over the same spot over and over, rubbing, rubbing, rubbing. And he's okay. And Defoe even looks at him like, okay, boy. <laughs> like, all right. And so the next thing is it's raining really hard. And he's got his, he's doing his coal. Got to keep doing it. Night, day, rain or shine, doesn't matter. And he's going around all the bumps and shit. And he ends up spilling it over. Yeah, it's muddy. It's gross. It's does he ugh. yell it? I can't remember if he yells at this point. He just stands there and stares at it. I think it's just like fuck me, dude. And again, eating dinner the, that night, the foghorn continues in the background. The music is building ominously. I think the tensions are supposed mm-hmm. to be rising on purpose. Things are getting, things are getting tough. Um, it's not going well. No, I mean it never was from the beginning, but now it's it's you know as much. You know, you rub something against an abrasive surface a couple times, it's going to just, you know, slide across it until it finally catches and starts to actually do some damage. And, okay, now it's sca- it, now it's scratching. So Pattinson's mind is he's not happy. And we still don't know their names yet, which I think is crazy. Um, next scene in the morning, I guess, he's painting the lighthouse with – he's on this little – that old school vis- vision of somebody on a scaffold with a rope. Yes. <laughs> and he's yep. being held up by Defoe up top. And he's got some kind of winch system, and he's just just holding him with the rope. And he's some strong old man because he's even like, you know, hold me steady. He's like, you have never had better hands, boy. Oh hell no! And oh hell no! He's like, you're doing well, you know. You keep you gonna make this thing shine for the sailors and be a beacon of hope in the again all this poetic shit. He's like, you're making high marks in me logbook. Them's be gospel. <laughs> like, what? That's the truth. So what you're doing is making me happy. Yeah, them's be gospel. I like how he says that. Um, But Pattinson's snappy. He's like, like, would you quit, you know, shaking and moving? Uh, And he isn't happy about being high up. I don't know how high up he is. Probably 20, 30 feet at the most. Um, Pretty high up to get hurt. High enough enough to get hurt if you fell. But... uh, and they start arguing like you're you're shaking me. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. And it fucking snaps. Yep. So it and wasn't he even falls because uh, throughout their talking, he's dropping Robert a little by little. Yeah. I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or if he's just slipping. But well, then he eventually bringing him him. down to paint farther down, you know, keep going down. But uh, he ends up falling. So he awakens at some unknown time in the future to that bird picking at his pants. This was where I was like, well, maybe that's how he ended up naked because the, the the birds pick at his clothes. Yeah, you know, no. Who knows? Whatever. No. But, uh, so he, uh, Defoe just went off and did his own thing. <laughs> Continued on. Didn't go to see to help him or he anything. He had to go to sleep. <laughs> Defoe's writing in his log book, actually, mm. at this moment. Shuts the little door, locks it with, he's got this little uh, bundle of keys on, on a metal ring and he locks it up and through the window, you can see Pattinson watching mm-hmm. and he sees what he, but like, what the fuck, dude? Like he didn't want to come help me at all. So oh, what else is Defoe supposed to do though? He's tinier than him. He can't drag him. 
we'll go I guess over there and hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, are you okay? Um, here's a here's a shirt. Well, this is the perfect head. time for me to write in my logs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he fell. I'm gonna go back down <laughs> he and sucks. Right. Yeah. God, this guy sucks. <laughs> exactly. Just, let me write some more shit about this guy. Uh, yeah, while he's laying there, possibly with a broken leg. Um, a broken neck. <laughs> so, Robert uh, Robert walks into the room where Defoe is and pours a drink for for him. Um, don't think he's no, he's not drinking yet. Is he? Has he drank yet? I don't. No, is not yet. A- not yet. Defoe says, "You know, thank you, lad." And he goes, "Winslow." Robert says, "Winslow," and he's excuse me. He's like, "It's it's my name. I want you for the next." Two weeks. So it's been two weeks. For the next two weeks, I would like you to address me by my name. And he goes, "Ah, oh, look at ye. He like d- demanding orders. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you're f- something lad. Again, he goes, Winslow. And he's just not back. He's like, I want you to call me Winslow. It's, it's the least he can do, right? Mm-hmm. Just call him by his fucking name. He goes. It's not that hard. He's simply just hang. Hey, can you not call me that? Call me by my name. It's Ephraim Winslow. Excuse me. So the full name. And he goes, okay, Ephraim Winslow. So what brought you to this rock, you know? What did you do before? And while he's asking, he's packing his pipe. And I think it's cool how he lights it. He grabs a coal out of the out of the furnace and just kind of puts it against his, his leaf. Um, but Ephraim, so Winslow, did timber in Canada ways over, and he's like, oh, the Hudson Bay, you know, outfit. And he's like, that's the very one. Um, and he's, reg- he's rolling his own cigarette as... Uh, Defoe tells of his deal and he's like I'm you know being a seaman and stuff like that he walks over to the the window and he's like yeah it's a sea's been the only situation for me you know I miss it but he taps on his leg but you know me leg was injured and yeah I'm a wiki now and this is what I do and um he asked him he's like you, you miss it and he's like oh there's nothing better you know absolutely um had a wife and kids too you know and he's like oh shit he's like 13 christmas at sea you know she wasn't Wait, ha- why can't he be a on a ship with a messed up leg is it because the ship wobbles and he's gonna tip over he becomes more of a burden i think than than you are helpful i guess but he's over here running later with an axe i mean i don't know <laughs> he, he, he just he's said, more like galloping like kind of like hobbling <laughs> um but uh, he questions his intentions on being a timber man to a wiki. He's like, why did you, you know, what, too many trees? Did it just bother you or whatever? Um, and he, Robert stands up, or Ephraim, excuse me, and he's like, I'm just trying to find my place, you know. Um, goes and you can see he's distracted as he's talking. He's almost, it's, you look more into it, he's, he's lying. He's, he's straight up lying or, or he's not telling the truth. He's giving an answer but not telling the full truth. He's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, trying to find my place and just want to be like everybody else. I just want to settle down, have some property, and have nobody telling me what to do, you know? And they even um, uh, Defoe mentions, like, he's like, ah, same old story, huh? That's what everybody wants, right? Um, and, I, and I like how Defoe asked Robert, is that like is is it true that there's just like a sea of trees as far as your eye can see yeah and robert's like yeah it is true i did make that comment to you to be like that is interesting even though defoe is this wise figure right the the authority Mm -hmm. in this he's still because of the lack of being able to to, there's no internet there's no no traveling there's no phones like and he's injured too so like he's only going to be doing this he's never seen trees trees like as far as the eye can see that's crazy i mean that's that's what we call a forest i mean mm-hmm. and then we have the beach I mean, we're in florida so we got both but it's 
it's just interesting to think. Maybe we don't have mountains or anything. No, not like, you know, yeah, trees going up and down <laughs> over mountains and shit. No, it's not like that at all. Um, but then the next scene, um, they're chit-chatting and Winslow, you know, Ephraim, asks about killing a gull, you know, and that's that's when he mentions they're the soul of sailors. He's like, why did you say something about me not, you know, killing a gull or shouldn't do that? Why? And he goes, soul of sailors uh, be in them, apparently. And then Defoe asks him if he's a praying man, you know, and he's like, well, not as much as I should be, but I'm, but I'm a God fearing man. And I, I don't know what the point of this was, but I don't know if there was a point, but he had been puffing on a cigarette. And when he asked him that he had put a cigarette down, he's like, well, not as much as I should be, but I'm a God fearing man. And then he goes to puff on a cigarette again. And this time it's out, but Mm -hmm. he makes a point to look at it. Like, well, if it is the metaphor of that, then Prometheus Go, he needs fire. His fire went out. And also, he doesn't respect Zeus. He's not, like, he doesn't pray. It seems like, because if you could do what you did to Zeus, he's saying, ah, I don't pray, but I'm a God-fearing man. Maybe mm. maybe that going out is, that's bullshit. He's mm-hmm. not. <laughs> I don't know. Because yeah, there's a lot of metaphors, yeah. so I'm not sure. Because, yeah, they do show a part where you see him, he looks at the cigarette. Like, that was just lit. Or I just puffed on yeah. it a second ago, put it down, now it's out. But interesting um that night uh ephraim is kind of like a little bit further what you just said he just he cannot let go of the fact that he's not allowed up there Mm-mm. but he wants to he's just staring at the lighthouse and i love the shot it's dark and you can see his face barely but then the lighthouse keeps panning across his face every you know six seconds or so and it's just it's just a cool shot they, they chose to you know have it on his face for a while um the next day this is where <laughs> he's cleaning the foghorn and he's he's fucking in it you know you you hear it it's a high pitch like (laughs) and he's i was like oh damn but he keeps shoving shit in his ears he's oiling his thing he's doing his duties you know and defoe is coming down from the top hatch locks it up so it's kind of a the morning time he gets all started early in the morning and all these things uh and that's when defoe would be finishing so that night or yeah, that night, you know, Ephraim can't sleep and he goes to reach for his cigarettes, but they're gone. And he goes out to go like look for him, right? In they're in the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. If you remember where he was last working on the gears and stuff, they're in the lighthouse. So he finds them, gets them, but he hears something going on up at the lighthouse. So he's I don't know why he hasn't this whole time gone, you know, to do what he's doing now. If he's been if he's been so curious, but he's now got a reason to be in there. So he's like, I'll go up the stairs this time and see what's going on up there. I would have done that like night one too, you know, what's going on up there after he, he told probably me, locks it and I can't get in. Well, as how did you get in go, this time? No, no if Willem, uh, Willem's in there, it's nighttime. Willem's up top. Right. So night one or two, when he yeah. is up there, I would have gone to see what the fuck is going on. But I know, but you're not going to be able to get into the hatch. You'll be able to get into the lighthouse, but you're not going right. to be able to go up to the light, which is what he does here. He goes up to below mm-hmm. and sees, so what do yeah, you, see? you see that and you that's... see his feet, right? And he's naked. So or well, you see his feet. So he's got no shoes on and he's Winslow's watching from below and all of a sudden some sticky goo or something. And I, I thought honestly, I was like, did he just did he just come? He, he's self-abusing. Like, uh, that's what we thought. But at first, I don't think so. So it's it's a small amount like something drips in. And, and I think this furthers the metaphors with changing shape. I think this uh uh-huh. this um supports him being the what the other one's name was uh Proteus. I keep wanting to say protein. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you, Winslow keeps watching, and all of a sudden, a bunch of goo yeah. like comes down, and it's like, okay, well, that's more than the human can produce. It's like old school Nickelodeon, but not green. 
Right, it's black and white. <laughs> uh, and the sounds kind of escalate, and you see his eyes, uh, Ephraim's eyes get like bigger, and he's looking at something. All of a sudden, we see what he sees is like tentacles sliding <laughs> across the grid up there. Like, what the fuck is going on up there? Oh, no. Next thing, uh, or the next, it's cuts to like him in the, the housing area when you're the sink, and he tries to get some water. Um, now, I don't know if this was a dream or not, like how he was in the middle of the ocean and saw. Right. Was that side. real? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to assume it He was did wake real. up in the middle of the night, so it could have been still dreaming, but he did go look for cigarettes. So that's like an actual physical mm-hmm. thing he apparently did. and But there was no after he saw the tentacles. What happened? Yeah. It doesn't show him like waking up in bed and being like, oh, that was probably a dream. It just it makes you think he saw that. And, and I'm sorry if I saw that. I'm I would like to think I'm banging on that door right then and there. I'd be like, "Naked old man, open this door. What what is happening here? Seriously, what is go- you you have tentacles?" But nope. Uh, again, I, again, I think it's just it's just art. You know, the movie. You know, it, it's it's more um, interesting to keep building it. You know, it, realistically, come on, who would not have said something by now? Like, well, hey, bro. Well, isn't this um, isn't this based off of an unfinished book by Edgar Allan Poe? Uh, so yeah, it would poem poem sorry so this would explain a lot of the metaphors and leaving your own imagination yeah. to do everything yeah and it's and that's what kind of makes it cool so don't take it too much for what you see um so, but yeah so he's going down to get some water out of the pump from the cistern and when he does it he doesn't drink it thank god but he he sees there's something in it like a feather Ugh. and he picks it out and then when he pumps again it's like now it's like thick and black and he's like okay so something's fucked it up it's tainted when he goes to check it out and again i love all these camera shots just like it just seems so it's, it reminds me a lot of uh texas chainsaw massacre very simple like the camera's here and it just moves you mm-hmm. know to show you the scene there's no it, it's not like a like a drone is doing it you know it remind me too kind of hereditary when he kills his sister by accident it just gives you like a camera shot of the car and yeah. it will go around yeah i kind of like that like it's a simple movement one shot or the or it doesn't move at yeah. all it just or sits that, yeah. there and it's from far back yes. whatever um but there's a goal inside of the uh, cistern and it's still alive okay that sucks but he's like you know staring at it like well that sucks uh, I don't know how you fix that. Chalk? <laughs> Take it out. Aww. A little more chalk. I don't know. But then one eye lands right in front of him and starts provoking him, like enough to where he's like swinging at it and the bird is trying to attack him. He ends up catching it. And, you know, if you're a bird lover, skip ahead 20 yeah. seconds. But, um, yeah, he beats the fucking shit out of this bird. Like, That's so sad. You, oh. you, you actually were like, I don't want to watch. And you looked away and you're like, let me know when it's done. <laughs> It doesn't stop for like 20, 30 seconds. He's yeah. just beating the shit out of the bird. If like he it, grabs it by the wing and just flings it around and against the rock. If it was black, if it wasn't black and white. Oh, this would be gory. It was blood fucking everywhere <laughs> yeah. because the rock was turning black. Like that, <laughs> the white rock that he was beating the bird on top of was turning black. So yeah, it was everywhere. And he does it to where, yeah, the bird's fucking uh, mincemeat and he's Ugh. fucking angry. And I like this shot. It's again kind of like what it did earlier. It it starts at the bottom of the lighthouse and goes up. And it actually, it panned away from him. So it panned away from the scene where he's beating it over to the lighthouse from the bottom up. And it goes all the way to the tippy top of the light to where the wind gauge is, you know, being blown around by the wind. Well, it flips. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we had a, I love this term, we had a southeastern, 
Now we have a nor'eastern. And that means a storm's coming. And that is not good. If you're a sailor or if you, you know, have ocean terminology, you know that's... You have ocean in your blood. You have ocean in your... Poseidon's children. I'm salty, boy. Um, So, yeah, next next, uh, scene is Defoe is warming him that a storm is coming, right? He insulted him as well, right? (laughs) He's like, you know nothing. He goes, I don't... What do you mean, storm? He's like, yeah, you know nothing about nothing, because you don't do this stuff, you know, <laughs> that, that it's not good that the wind has changed. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who cares? Apparently you're leaving tomorrow. So uh, Defoe asks him what's on his mind. I can't remember what, what for, but he needs help with the boards. He's like, I need you to go help, at least help me up with that. Right. So they next thing you see him, they're hammering the boards on the uh, fog horn house or whatever. And that night they catch crabs for dinner and the lobster pot or the lobster basket. And so it's kind of like a celebratory. So your last night, let's let's say so he pours a drink for it's Winslow. It's both of their last nights, right? Because they're both leaving. Yeah, he made it sound like it was only Winslow's last. He's like, you know, you're leaving tomorrow. And it's like, yeah, are you not? We are leaving tomorrow. Yeah. And he didn't say that. But yeah, he kind of made it seem like it was not his last night. But they're, they, got, they got lobster, steamed lobster, whatever. They got pours a drink and he convinces him to take it. He's like... You know, I don't know of any inspector that wouldn't turn a blind eye. This is your last night. Just do it. I don't, I'm not going to report you. Are you? Are you not going to report me? I, mean, I wouldn't. Well, wouldn't it be bad for him to drink too if it's bad for me to drink? Well, he's been drinking this whole time. Okay, That's then. My point. So then if you shit on me, I'm going to say you were drinking and you're going to get in trouble too. Yeah, and all this so far, everything's been, it's just what they brought. You know, mm-hmm. so they've, they've had their stores and they, they were able to eat and everything's been okay up to this point. Um, and Winslow tries the prayer, you know, it's a positive thing. He tries to do it, but can't, they do just like, whatever drinks, drink up. They do three shots real quick, back to back, like mm-hmm. fucking, okay, you're going to get, you're going to get hammered pretty quick, especially if you haven't drank, uh, in a while they get drunk enough to end up singing together. Like, you know, uh, tavern, like, you know, raucous music, jumping around, <laughs> banging into shit and they're, yeah, they're drunk. And then the next thing is. They're sitting not together, just sitting opposite in separate chairs. They're not so hammered that they're they're smashed. They're just quietly telling a story. And Defoe is telling uh, Ephraim about how he broke his leg, like why he has a bum leg is something. He's doing something about he went to a Catholic school and uh, the, our church or whatever. And there's a lot of nuns around and just some little incident about. Uh, think he was being silly about the way the way they talk about women is it, it they might be being sexual but it's so old school that i can't really tell it's um it's like very awkward or silly but um either way he's he's just telling the story he's being very nice for once right and he ends up kind of saying like you know you're you're turning out to be a pretty good wiki you know and soon before you know it you'll be tending the lighthouse uh absolutely before you know it right it's a compliment for once for once He's actually saying something positive. And I didn't think that Winslow said anything bad, but he just was like, well, why not? Why am I not yet? You know, it's my last night. I'm leaving soon. Yeah. Why not? Can I check it out? And that immediately changes the mood. You know, uh, that's what I was talking about. When you see any time he questions or anything towards Willem Dafoe, instantly he starts to close up and he gets mad. He gets very serious again. And they have a little, you know, tizzy back and forth to where they, they, they're both standing, you know, mm-hmm. yelling at each other, and they're drunk enough to. I guess that's why that it just it just happened. You know, was, they were too drunk. They were loose with their words, but it ends in laughter. Ah, we're being, we're they're too drunk to be serious, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
he goes to or Ephraim goes to walk out. It's like whatever. He's like whatever. Uh, what does he say? He's like do as you wish or something like that. He's like whatever you want, man. Um, and as he goes to leave, he goes, I forgot to ask. And he's kind of you know swaying a little bit. And he's like, I forgot to ask you your name. Um, and he goes, Wake. So Defoe's last name is Wake. He's like, No, your your Christian name. And he's like, It's Thomas. Thomas Wake. He's like, All right. So toast to him getting off the rock. The music turns really eerie as he smiles down at Wake. Like, it's like, what is going to happen? Well, mm-hmm. next morning, um, they, it's a, they have a hangover, and there's no water anywhere. Remember, the cistern's fucked. So it's, it's almost like you, perfect timing for that to happen, if it's going to. But he tries to go pee, and the pots are full oh from the God, previous night. So yeah, it's disgusting. really, really fucking disgusting. Thank goodness we don't. It's black and white. Oh, it's so disgusting. Pots are full. So he carries them out to empty them. Full of both. Full of everything. It's disgusting. And I'm not touching Defoe's pot. This walk that he walks is the same walk that when they got there, they have to go next to this cliff. And it's um, one slip of the foot. You're off. You know, and as he's walking, his foot gets like half his foot's off the edge, half his foot's on. I'm like, damn, dude, are you going to slip right now? Is that what's going to happen next? Now he gets to the spot where he wants to dump his shit and he fucking throws it up in the air and the it, wind splashes it back into his face. Oh my God. And <laughs> the oh. goals, the goals oh, yeah. seemingly start laughing even louder as he just screams. loses it, yeah. screams in frustration. Just, just, oh my God. And of course. Fucking, but why would you throw it? Why wouldn't yeah, you just set it on the rock or and just, dump yeah, it? Yeah, dump it out. I, he was a dumbass. So well, I guess he's drunk. He, that's the first kind of like, fuck. You know, and now he's wheeling coal. It's raining. It's raining, and he doesn't give a fuck about keeping it dry anymore, right? He's loading coal. Um, you can hear you, when he loads it up. You can hear the engine picking up speed. So like it, it does start to kind of like slow down, and you have to keep feeding it. Um, so now he's going to grab some more coal, I guess, or we're just seeing more of this. This what he's doing as he's rolling back. He sees something in the rocks, and he, as he goes to approach it. Uh, it's tangled up in seaweed and he gets over and we, he would, we would have known what it was as we approach it. It's a fucking, uh, person thing. It's a mermaid. Yeah. But a mermaid flesh colored, right? You know, and he's looking her over and as he's, (laughs) he looks at her face, takes the stuff off. He looks at her boobs and he actually squeezes her boobs. And as he goes farther down, she's got gills right on her, on her sides there. And then all of a sudden turns into the fish part and that's what scares him. And he jumps back. So he didn't see that underneath all the moss or seaweed. And as he's scared, she starts screaming. Yeah, she sits up and starts like doing a siren scream at him. Loud as fuck. And yeah. just kind of keeps on going and he runs away. <laughs> he, excuse me. He runs uh, inside, uh, I guess still covered in shit, still stinky. Uh, he just saw a mermaid. <laughs> and fucking Thomas Wake just immediately starts insulting him. Like, you smell like shit. What are you doing? You gotta. Why are you awake? Why are you always awake when you should be sleeping? He's, he's writing in his logbook. No, right? you should be doing that in the evening. <laughs> and he's like, "What you know? What what's wrong with you? Like, go do your work or whatever." And doesn't give a care about what might be upsetting him, right? So, next scene, I guess he's done. Those were his last few chores. They're standing with all their bags and their their waterproof, you know, clothes, and just waiting in the heavy sideways rain. Just waiting for the, they call them the tender to pick them up. So the boat is supposed to arrive today and they're just standing there. And it's a good 20 seconds of us just watching them just get 
just absolutely battered. They're soaking wet everywhere. Um, doesn't look like anybody's coming. So the shot of uh, the next place of the shot. Which uh, Willem Dafoe should have known that. He should have known like they're not going to be oh, coming in storm. this weather. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah, I think he's fucking with them. Yep. I think so. Hey, too. Let's say, hey, let's go get. Yeah, you just That's go what I'm saying. I, Willem Dafoe in this movie is making Robert go insane. Yeah. It, and he mentions that later. I would easily see how he's trying to do that. Um, the shot of the lighthouse against the dark stormy sky was like really cool. They mm-hmm. show that next and it's just like in the middle of uh in the middle of the ocean. They're sitting together at the table and the only one thing is said. I think uh Ephraim just goes, They didn't come. Well no shit, but yeah, that's all that's said. So <laughs> oh boy. Um next thing is, is uh him shoveling coal. He had been getting drunk, I guess, and now he, he, he's he got a bottle with him at all times. Mm-hmm. So he's shoveling coal. He goes to grab that bottle. I don't really understand this scene. He goes to grab the bottle, doesn't drink it. He puts it back down. But when he puts it down, fucking Thomas Wake is standing behind him in the doorway as if, you know, observing. Um, and then he goes, the dap got to the provisions. And he's shoveling coal. He can't hear nothing. So he's like, what? Takes off the thing. He's like, the damp got, the damp got to the provisions. The water got to the water. I mean, the water got to the food. The water got to the water. Water, the water. The water's all watery. Um, So yeah, now they got to go back to the house to like look it over. Now here's the first time where you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on right now? They walk back to the house. He mentions like the cod. The salted cod is gone. It's spoiled. We can't use it. And Ephraim's like, thank goodness. You know, hallelujah. (laughs) I don't want to eat that shit anymore, right? He's like, you don't seem to get it, boy. We got to ration. I've been telling you, you know, we have to ration. Winslow, Winslow, um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Winslow's cool with it, but that doesn't fly with Wake. This is when he begins heavy doses of gaslighting and almost like rewriting the past. You know, it's, he's like, what do you mean ration? You've been telling me. He's like, we've been here weeks. Not a, it's not been a day since the tender has not come. It's been weeks. I've been telling you to ration for a long time and you're not doing it. And you're over here thinking it's a no big deal. It's like, wait, what? I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that doesn't, no, okay, whatever. It was just this morning I was standing in the rain, I thought, whatever. Winslow. And then also Robert's drinking too, so he's probably not going to be able to think clearly either. True. That's the one thing that I, I don't know if that's what he wanted him to do at the beginning period. Let, let, me, get, let me get my guy drunk so that I can just fuck with him. Probably. Literally make him not understand what's real or not. So it's. Clearly, Winslow's like, I'm, he's confused as fuck. And, and as I would be too, right? He's like, I, it's not, it shouldn't be that bad, right? And he's like, uh, yeah, in 78, you know, 1878, excuse me, when old Stryker was left here for seven months. So there was a story of somebody getting trapped on, on the rock, the island, whatever, for longer than their, their time. So yeah, it can happen, dude. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's, that's when he mentions what you said earlier. On the mainland, the storm might have died down, but out here it was still raging, and no one was able to get out to him uh, for seven months. So Jeez. he's like, you best get ready, bro. And I think maybe be ready more for than just what he was saying. Like, be ready for me to really fuck with your mind. <laughs> so here, here we go. Uh, he, they were supposed to leave, and now it's kind of all bets off. Let's so he's trying to confuse... Pattinson so but he oh he hasn't asked him yet how long we he's just saying that I told you to ration so that was the first time we go is this what's real here did he really Mm -hmm. do that so but either way it didn't really it doesn't really impact Ephraim so much to where he won't continue on that's he he stopped I would stop and be like what the fuck are you talking about but either way and we don't know we're just watching a movie the time actual passing so but it 
I would think it was just this morning mm-hmm. that they were waiting for the tender to come picking them up and didn't happen. But whatever. Um, the next scene is them. Well, it was a cool shot. I liked it. There's like three windows as you go up from like the lodging area to the lighthouse. And at the end of the lighthouse, you can they walk outside and you watch somebody basically walking up like fast through the hallway as the camera pans right to left and they come outside and they're digging a hole. Um, Wake gives Ephraim a shovel and they tell, tells him to dig and they start digging. What for? Uh, well, something that I guess he had buried there a long time ago. And it was a uh, provisions as they unbox this thing that they get out of the ground. They open it up. It's more alcohol. Yeah. Who buried this? Is it the people before them? I, I, I would assume uh, that it's probably someone buried this for whoever is staying here for in a time of need. I don't think it was them. But he knew about it. Yeah. So either way, but and it was it was on roots and stuff. They were they were digging. Yeah. You know. Um. And I would think it's been there for a while. Been there for a while, but they they got it. Uh, it's all full bottles of alcohol, and that's not really gonna sustain you. But I guess it'll make you fucked up enough not to really <laughs> worry about the issues that you're gonna occur with or have. You know. And keep you entertained, I guess. Exactly. As as earlier, uh, Wake said he's like you know Defoe's character. He's like it. The only uh cure is drink sometimes mm-hmm. so next scene is wake telling a story and he's talking about that story kind of a continuation of the mutiny the thing that he was talking about uh when Ephraim doesn't want didn't want to talk mm-hmm. you know and he was talking about what's a complaint to be as a sailor's life stuff like that he's talking of the story of a mutiny and somehow they crash landed on an island um but while he's telling them the story uh they're drunk Keep in mind, I feel like the from it's kind of important to note from here forwards, they're doing nothing but they don't have water. The cess or the yeah, it's cold. And I think it's gonna end up storming really uh hard to where they're stuck inside. Yeah. So, so they can't even do anything. Can't really go catch the the food they might have caught on the lines or whatever. Do any so of your work? And now in the food, some of the food's damaged. So there's only certain foods that you can eat, whatever may be left. They don't really talk about it in detail. But they're drinking nothing but alcohol. Yeah, you don't see them eat anymore in this movie. Oh no, well, yeah, no. So after the lobster, you don't see it anymore. No, that's it. So he t- he pockets a dinner knife while uh, Wake is telling this story, and apparently, this island they landed on. Uh, <laughs> I love how he's talking this whole time. You know, when they landed, there was not not but grass to eat. Oh my god, I love. What? And uh, <laughs> so we chew upon it, et et upon it, and. Uh, that's how I got scurvy, and he like taps on his leg, and that's why it's been locked up ever since. And Winslow's listening real intently, and he's like, "Wait, I thought you broke it. Like, what do you mean?" And he's and like, "I thought you had no teeth. How do you eat grass with no teeth?" Yeah, I love that part. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, "I, it's, I don't believe you." And you see, kind of once again, where Willem Dafoe gets defensive and angry. And he goes, "You know how you, uh, you know how you eat grass with no teeth." You rip it out and you swallow, swallow it. it. <laughs> so okay, all right. But he goes, I thought you said you broke your leg, you know, in that story with the nuns. And Wake just kind of blows it off, like you must have misheard him, mis misheard me. You must have misheard. It's like, uh, okay. Things are kind of breaking mm-hmm. up. He's questioning. And then the next scene they cut to is Winslow's now telling the story. Ephraim is, and. He's talking, and I, I learned a new term. I didn't know what a cant hook was, but he's mentioning uh, the drive. He's uh, he worked logs, and you know, he could sw- a quick swipe with a cant hook is all. I could have just hit him with the cant hook. Um, mentioned someone named Winslow he, that, that always calling me a dog, and 
as soon as he says it, he's stumbling, he's rolling over, they've been drinking, and he's like, Winslow. And I, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, oh, is this his father? Like, did he work with his father or mm-hmm. something? And he's mentioning, like, his father, Winslow. And he goes, Winslow? Winslow who? <laughs> Wakes it up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I love Willem Dafoe's face. He's like, what? Huh? Oh, no, and I guess this is, again, when he questions the story. He goes, you're bullshit, you know, eating grass with no teeth. And that's when he mentions that. Um, and they're drunk as fuck, like pouring more yeah. into the bottle or into the cups and drinking. And this but is a scene when, where you think they're going to fight further, but because they're so drunk, a lot of the times they're going to fight and then they just start laughing. Yeah, but and not, really not right here. Oh, really? This is when he says, how do you Because I knew I wrote it down. I don't know why I thought I didn't. But he says, how do you eat grass with no mm-hmm. teeth now? You rip it out and swallow it. Um, and that's when when he quest- Ephraim questions him again. And it seems to upset Wake. He goes, I don't believe you. And he goes, you don't? He's like, no. And, he, and so he says something. And they go, what? And this is the what scene. Like, they're both sitting uh, on the ground face to face. And he goes, what? And they go, what? 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 <laughs> Back and forth. And it, <laughs> what? Until they what? stand up. You know, what? What? And Ephraim goes, that, that's the trouble with you. Mm. That's what you do. He goes, and he kind of just breaks down. And begins, I know. He screams no really loud. I, I want a stick. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fucking dude. I, and tom starts laughing it, uh t- yeah tom wake takes personally um that's like his cooking he's like you something about a steak and he's like wait you know you don't like my cooking and he's like oh you old bitch and he like hits him with a pillow but and, wait like, hold on did you not write down what he said he wants to do to the steak oh no it didn't okay yeah he talks about he wants to eat the steak and then he just turns he's like if, if i had, I a, had steak, a steak i'd Fuck it, I'd, and it's like I'd fuck it. Whoa, and that's that's why Tom laughs. I, yeah, but I, then his face for a second is just like, uh, and then yeah, bursts out laughing. And then, but then when he says, "No, I'm serious," Wake takes it personally, and he goes, "Wait, you don't like my cooking?" No, like, no one does. And he yeah, hits him with a pillow. Rhyming sailor they argue about his cooking, and and but then he takes it very personally. He's like, "But you like my lobster, though, you know, right?" Oh yeah, this is weird. And he won't admit it. Yeah, no, this again weird things about this movie. uh you're just like okay he won't admit you know that it's that is good that his lobster was good oh yeah this is his curse and apparently this is his last straw and he just stands up and begins <laughs> like almost like calling down the gods and smiting him <laughs> this is a very like well this could be a very important part of the movie it, it's a very impressive and this is what we found out later i thought it because i go wait a minute this has been one as impressive as I think it is. You're going to have to be rehearsing this and memorizing this and every inflection of the words that you want to, how long you want to say the words, how you want to say, you got to remember it all and do it just right for this to be a one take scene. And it actually is. And is he one. also, it's about two minutes and he doesn't blink the whole time either. The whole time. So he yeah, so is. So Willem Dafoe does this in one take, not blinking. And if you were to hear this, you would really think, Oh, this person's what? Uh, they're gonna have some really bad karma coming. Like, oh, really? <laughs> at one bad point, karma. at one point, got to the point where I was like, "Tom, jeez, <laughs> okay." And then it, it just goes right back up again. You're like, "Oh my!" <laughs> it, but he's acting like a true sailor with the mm-hmm. impressive word arsenal that they would have. Um, no, you got Brixie mm-hmm, in your lab. Looks. Yeah, we got our our kitty chilling with us in your lab. Isn't that sweet? B- bacon biscuits. He don't make what is it? The other term? A pound cake. Because he literally, like, the way he makes biscuits, he just punches into you. Punches. But uh, anyways, he he just goes on for a a two, two and a half minute long, like, curse. So he's cursing him. And at the end of it, you know, I I crash down the heavens upon thee. And and you will basically, along the lines of, like, you will be Winslow no more. And 
everything in the universe. Like you're just you're gonna be completely more than just killed. You're gonna be Oh yeah, the Grim Reaper isn't gonna come take your soul. Your atoms are gonna disintegrate. You're going to exist like you no more. None. Just, like there's not a like, trace. Whoa. There is not an atom of you left here. But it's also probably going to be in a way that's going to be very, very painful. Yeah, it's like, ouch, okay. Just because you said you d- you wouldn't say you like his lobster. Yeah, and, and so <laughs> it stops, and he's just and he's standing. Uh, Wake, Tom Wake is standing, and Ephraim's on the ground. He just simply responds. Like kind with, of in the corner, though, up against the bed. Yeah, he's just like, oh. okay. <laughs> ha- have it your way, then. I like your cooking. <laughs> just like this I love Robert Pattinson's simple character. Simple enough. Okay. <laughs> so much. But uh, that night... He's uh watching from below, like he he's now I, I don't know how often he does stand below, uh Tom in when he's up in the lighthouse, but he's down below watching whatever's going on with the <laughs> knife in his hand and just a long like stare for a while, just focused in on his face, and it's like okay, wonder what he's up to, um wonder what what is he doing, but it pans slowly to his face. With um, the strong music that, you know, A24 does in the background. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, he sneaks quietly to the lighthouse with shoes in his back pocket. He specifically puts them in his back pocket, like sticking out, one in each pocket. And he tries to use that knife to break into the keyhole up top, but it, it breaks. To where the light is. Yeah, it can't. So he realizes he needs to get the key to open it, which he goes, okay, it's in that hutch thing, right? So he goes to the hutch thing, and it gets into that with the knife, but it's not in there. So he realizes, okay, he, uh, Wake has, Thomas Wake has the keys, but he's sleeping. So he creeps to go to him. This is almost just, this is similar to the Garden of Eden and the Tree of Knowledge. And it's like, why would you put, with humans in their natural curiosity, because, okay, they're there for four weeks, you have no trees, you have nothing but seagulls like there's not even seals here like there's nothing mm-hmm. i don't even think they have books to read like nothing he's gonna get i, I want to know what's up there too i'm curious i saw you naked up there <laughs> okay let's be very transparent here you i saw your butt cheeks why are you up there naked what's going on yeah, it, yeah I, like, the, every night when i'm down below and i can see just why don't you take me holes. up there with you like if you don't want me to go up there by myself i'm just curious to know what's up there why can't you show me yeah it's so, annoying so he creeps to sleeping wake right sleep wake don't wake wake <laughs> and the keys are next to him on the far side so he has to basically reach over to grab the keys and as he's doing that he decides to i mean he's almost he's like two inches away from the keys he could just grab them but he decides to grab the knife out of his mm-hmm. pocket instead and when he does that he's like got it held out right in front of him not right, quite right underneath uh you know brixie you can't climb on my stuff but he, he squeaks the floor squeaks the wood and thomas eyes pop open and and he i love that shot you're just looking at one of his eye mm-hmm. one eye right and it looks down like where you see the knife where the or what the his back pockets whatever he's looking down at, at uh, ephraim's mid midsection and then he looks at at his eyes and then he squints his eyes so it's like what are you doing with that knife i thought he was gonna say but he just goes interesting way to wear your shoes <laughs> And like, maybe he put the knife away and he's just sitting there. Right. Ex- well, exactly. He, you know, he clearly doesn't see the knife because he would have said something. But he just goes, oh, I didn't uh, want to wake you. And, but it, and it's a clear bullshit answer. But, but why are you so close to me? Wake just rolls <laughs> over and passes off concern. Just like, get get back with your duties. You know, you're. And you're, I'm pretty sure he farts here. You're behind. I don't know. But uh, Winslow stands up 
Ephraim, you know, stands up and stares at him and he just goes. And I thought this was a serious ass thing that he said because I was like, oh, what do you see up in that fucking hatch? You know, tentacles and all that. We just, he just goes, you ain't even human no more. And yeah, because like, I thought, I didn't think, I kind of forgot about the tentacles. I thought he meant like, you're just so gross. Like, you're not even human. Like, you're just. But he basically just goes, you know, we're not being around human beings mm-hmm. so much. And we're just out here in the, in the, in the, in the middle of nowhere. And he pokes at, at Wake. He's like, you're only tolerable when you're drunk, you know? And he just stares at him, and, and, and Thomas doesn't care. He just kind of is like, eh, whatever. What did, what did he just do? He just took my headset off. Um, and, he, and he stares at him, and he, cra- and he kind of crazily and, and starts laughing. And he's like, oh, boy. So this dude is fucking snapping more. Next scene kind of confirms that. He's wheelbarrowing what you think would be coal <laughs> in the rain. There's no tarp over it anymore. He's catching rain in his mouth, you know, doing that kind of shit at the water. Like a dog in the wind. Uh, there's no coal in this wheelbarrow. It's just the alcohol bottle and water from I'm the rain. I'm pretty sure you haven't heard the foghorn for a while now at this point. Uh-huh. Probably I, not. I have not heard it since they started drinking. I can't remember if it has been. Um, but now the scene, it's a very, very interesting scene what what comes up next it's like back and forth scenes of of things happening like the music's building up it's getting kind of crazy he's pulling up okay he's pulling up the crab trap he's masturbating in the shed you see (laughs) not that he's self-abusing he's self-abusing himself and no like yeah beating on something down there just punch 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 like self hurting himself there's a mermaid uh, the mermaid's boob and face, you know, because he, he had seen it on the shore or whatever. You see that in his memory. And suddenly, so as he's, like, it, it's weird. He's trying to, it seems like he's trying to focus on something to finish, right? But suddenly, he's pulling up this crab trap over, like, you know, keeps going. And his log worker buddy kind of keeps showing up in his visions. And when that happens, it almost seems like it hurts his, hurts himself or something. Um, I don't think it hurts him. I think it it, it frustrates him. Like he doesn't want to think about that. He's trying to focus on the mermaid. He's trying to focus on his task maybe. But I think, I don't know if it's guilt. I don't know what it is, but something keeps bringing it to the forefront of his mind. And and then all of a sudden there's uh, somebody stabbing the guy from behind and the visions of him having sex with the mermaid. So he's actually in. (laughs) Which is very interesting because her private part is right on the tail. When like he, right well, when he rolls off of her, when, or there's one section, one scene where you just see the fish. It's like a cloaca, like a fish cloaca down in the midsection. Yeah, but if they, you know how cloacas work, nothing is going in there. Right. So he's just rubbing himself on it. Whatever. I know. It looks like almost like a, a woman's private part. Right. It, yeah. It does look like a, it and looks like an opened. I looked vagina. up a cant hook. This is what it looks like. Yeah, and I've seen it. It's pretty yeah, aggressive. It's you know, you could whack somebody with it and like clip their anything, really. Um, but it's supposed to be able to catch onto wood logs and direct them, yep. you know, and, and stuff. And I guess in the water, that would make sense. Yeah, you just gra- latch out, grab it, and you're able to push it. Wait, and are they on it, top out, of it. the logs? Yes, sometimes they do. They ride on like Holy rafts sometimes, shit. but sometimes to move around from one place to another, they'll hop on logs if they're big enough. I mean, it, so if you slip your some dog. pretty yeah some well then there's a shit ton of logs yes. Uh, if you can't, you can't get. But back how up. Are, how are you going to help Logs your friend smash. if he falls in there? I I ha- reach the can't hook down to he can grab. Oh, what onto. what part of the can't hook is he going to grab onto, Hunter? I don't know. But exactly, uh, <laughs> he can't. His thoughts seem to be focusing now you know, on the guy rather than the guy dying rather mm-hmm. than the mermaid he's trying to imagine, and <laughs> he literally 
inhuman wail as he finishes. <laughs> like that. I, whoa, hey, buddy. What? I'm my bad. I don't think he'd be going back for a second evening with that fella if that's how he finished. You know, that was pretty dramatic, right? What? How loud he was. Oh. Yeah. As a one night stand. Sorry. Oh, if- I'm so <laughs> sorry. I thought you meant this is what he sounded like when he did it with the blonde guy and his memories. And I was like, that's not who that is. But now I understand. Yeah. No. Um, I. Are you okay? Yeah. I would. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. I, I, I got to. I don't know. Pardon? But. Uh, I'd be like, are you okay? And if they're like, yeah, that's just the sounds I'd make. I'd be like, okay, well, next time I'm going to cover your face with a pillow because my neighbors are probably going to come knocking in a second. <laughs> oh, it had to be that good, huh? I don't know. That was pretty creepy. No, that's what I'm saying. No, they would knock and probably be like, are you torturing someone? I'd be like, no. That, that was his last time here. It's by, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, but what if it's a leaving. good time and he just that's has what I, no... That's what you just kind yeah, of said. I just have good... to put a pillow over your face Yeah, what time. if it is a good time? He just makes weird sounds. Like that Family Guy episode where the girl's really pretty, but her laugh is a horrendous. It's like a horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrendous. Like, um, well, you tell me. Am I? Do I make funny sounds? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. No. It's so so he breaks. He decides to... He breaks the figurine. <laughs> Anyways, we're uh, moving on. He breaks the figurine when he throws it, right? And when he, yeah, when he throws it, it breaks in half, and he decide he just starts breaking down, you know. And he was he like pushing all this back, and and when he started drinking, it's now being all these walls are coming down and mm-hmm. whatever. But something's happening to him where he's just overwhelmed and he just broke down. So because I can only assume if you are hiding something extreme like that and it's fresh, I don't. We don't know quite know yet what it is. It's true, yet, but, but I'm just yeah. saying anything in extreme where you are running or it causes you whenever you think about it to be in anguish, drinking is going to bring it to the fore. Like it's going to always come up because you're trying to avoid it. And when you're drunk, I'm going to assume that puts your walls down and you can't really control your mind as much. As I heard once, I can't remember where I heard this is uh, drunk words or sober thoughts. Yeah, I've heard of that, but I'm saying when you're thinking, when you're drunk, I highly doubt you have much control over your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. So during that time, he's very vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, and he's been drinking every day now since the the fairy hasn't come. Oh, we aren't even on level one yet. This is this is it gets so crazy. So he takes (laughs) uh, the knife out and begins to he crawls with his pants still down. Right, he crawls over (laughs) to the figurine on the ground. He, he's weak. You know, he starts stabbing at the figurine. Um, he's angry at it, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know why he's so mad at it, but... Um, it's charm. You, it's okay. controlling him. It's doing something to him, but he's, he's, he's done with mm-hmm. it, right? He's going to stab it, get his anger out at it. But then, you know, he's breaking down at this thing, stabbing this thing, and at the same time, the scene finishes up with, and the music escalating and uh, really loud. He's pulling up this crab trap. The whole thing, the whole time he's been pulling up a crab trap, finally gets it up and opens it, and there's a head inside. And it's uh, maybe the one-eyed guy. It's got like some kind of barnacle or shell or something over his eye. Isn't that what the crusty crab is? It's a cr- crab trap. Yeah. I think someone pointed that out, it, that it, the crusty crab is. is a crab trap. It is. Interesting. That is so, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. Um. Then, weirdly enough, unprompted, I don't understand what brought them to this, <laughs> but it just changes. Like This is all they have to do now, mm-hmm. And but um, you're wasting a lot. They each have a bottle, and they're just uh, 180, up in the air, drinking them things, just down them, letting the shit spill all over their face, glug, 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 chugging it. And this is nighttime, isn't it? Why isn't he once again up with the light? I think they're done with their duties. <laughs> all of oh, them, okay. Everybody. I thought he stayed up there all night. Well, 
They, they're breaking down. They're mentally okay. just losing their shit at this point. They begin singing with each other, but like, more, like more than like last time. Yeah, they're they're jumping around the table, slapping mm-hmm. each other's hands, uh, singing together. They're drunk sailors. What was it? Um, what was this song? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, doodle doodle me, let me doodle me, and let me go away, or something. I can't remember. No my my lady doodle me, let me go, or some doodle me lady, let me so go. So it's doing river dancing. Very loud and boisterous, and then they kind of break away from each other. And uh, Wake's kind of doing his little river dancing, and he goes, dance, Winslow, dance, you know? And Winslow goes to down some more drink, doesn't doesn't swallow any of it, I don't <laughs> think, just spits it right back up. I mean, just all, like a stream of, of, of alcohol. Maybe he even threw up a little bit. It was a lot more than he downed. And then he starts doing his own thing. And we talked about this. It was very interesting. Uh, we watch all of our movies with subtitles. He was singing a song that if you did not have subtitles, you have no clue what he's saying. And yeah, no, you would think he's slurring all the words. But and an I thought he song. was, but he he probably is, but yeah. it's a song. And it's very it's like his uh uh woodman woodsman kind of, uh, a song from like his shit that he used sure. to do. I it, don't even know what the heck the song's about. I'm guessing. Yeah, the terms are not uh sea terms, they're <laughs> land terms or some shit. But uh um, he does his own and oh my he gets worked up and like damn dude and Im- immediately changes to them like holding each other like slow dancing and yeah. now i don't know if they're holding each other or leaning against each other they're, to no, stay they're, they're not holding each other yeah you're right they're <laughs> helping each other stand and they're so fucking drunk like, oh yeah they're blackout I, they probably aren't gonna remember don't they don't i'm sure they do not and that's what kind of makes what next happens it's weird but they are not so fucking out of it that they don't uh whatever so anyway wake is they're doing this little song uh um lullaby kind of like a soft sun thing and it ends with them because they're spinning around facing each other and they kind of break away from their hug and they're looking face to face and it almost seems like they're gonna kiss wake looks like he's gonna kiss or something first but Ephraim pushes him off and he's like mm-hmm. puts his dukes up like nope <laughs> what do you no? And they're so fucking drunk. He's oh, they, they play being drunk so good. Maybe they are drunk. I don't know how you be this good at playing this, but uh, without faking it, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you'd have to know how to be the eyes drooping and the fucking face relaxing. I mean, how the fuck do you act that without actually maybe being drunk? That's pretty impressive. But uh, puts up the Dukes and. They actually start fucking punching each other, like <laughs> punch right in the gut of, of Wake, and then Wake hits them back in the chest, and so then they start fighting and breaking shit, and you think that it's going to escalate because it's been building to this. No, it just cuts next to them laying together again, and they're actually like on the ground this time. Um, I think Ephraim has Wake like in his lap, kind yes. of, like in his chest in his lap, and he's holding Wake, and it's just quickly from one thing to the next, right? And this is when... Ephraim, I keep pausing because it's uh, this is where everything changes, you know. We don't call him Ephraim. It's a weird name to say over and over too. But Winslow, Inslow, Ephraim Winslow, admits he just goes, Thomas. And Wake goes, yup. <laughs> like, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, no, Tom, Thomas. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm Thomas. He's you're Ephraim. I'm Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I lied. No. Um, and he goes, well, like I'd be flabbergasted or some shit, you know. He goes, <laughs> it's to- I'm Thomas Tommy, and he goes, what's Winslow? Nothing. Winslow's nothing. He's like, well, then what's your, you know, Tom Howard? 
is his, is his full name. And he goes, I, and he kept on insinuating, I know what you're trying to do here. Uh, Tom, Tommy, sorry. Now it's Tommy and Tom. So now they're both Tom, apparently. This is whole this time. the part where Willem Dafoe tells him no? Like, don't yeah. tell me? Yeah. And this is where I think Willem Dafoe plays into a lot. I don't think he's as drunk as he lets on to be sometimes because he he's telling him not to tell him but then he also can he uses it later so you are able to remember things yeah yeah but basically uh tommy which is what i'm going to call him from now on it's tom wake and then tommy but so tom wake is willem dafoe and tommy's going to be robert pattinson i'm still going to call them will and rob that's fine and so. I'm sure that'll help everybody else understand because, <laughs> you know, for me, listening to the podcast or people tell stories when there's a lot of different names involved, I can get a little bit like, well, hold on. You have to go back. But I, I try to tell it somewhat distinctly. Yeah, but these where, both guys have the same But now you got the same fucking names. Exactly. But no, Tommy, And they're almost 30 years exactly apart. I, I wanted to say that earlier because oh, Robert Pattinson, life? yeah, is 37 and Willem Dafoe, I think, is 68, I said. Well, let's put it that way, you know. As so if, interesting. If you're a Tommy. You know, you're younger. Uh, well, Thomas is the name for both of you yes. as far as your full names. But if you're Tommy, you maybe you're younger. Correct. And then when you grow up, you want to m- morph into Tommy. <laughs> Tom, sorry. <laughs> you morph into Tommy from Tommy. Uh, but no, you're Tom now. But he, so, yeah, you can look at it like that. Tom is the older one. Tommy is the younger one. But uh, Tommy is like, I, I want to tell you a secret. Can I, can I trust you, basically? And, yeah, uh, Tom's like, no, I don't yeah. want to hear your shit. Don't tell, tell me. Everybody's got something. I don't want to hear it. It's a weird back and forth. Yeah, I think Willem Dafoe even says, don't be spilling your beans to me. It, right, exactly. Those are the exact words he uses. And it's a weird back and forth where Winslow, Tom, you know, accuses Wake that he's doing something conniving. Like, I see what you're trying to do. Get me all liquored up. And he says something about your guilty conscience is no no different than anybody else's. You know, worse, actually. Uh, and he's like, no, you're twisting words out of my head. They're so fucking drunk. It's, and then he just goes, I, uh, Tommy goes, I trust you. It's like okay, and I love how Willem Dafoe's like, "You trust me?" He's, okay, yeah, you trust me? And he goes, "Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, I don't." And they both, I think, kind of laugh, or and, or, Ta- or Willem Dafoe giggles at that. And the next uh, scene, and you know, same room, same whatever, but it's now a different uh, camera angle. It's a face on of Tommy, and he's telling his story about you know it was a log drive, and. A log drive? A log drive. They, I thought you so said a long drive. A log drive. Okay, so this is them on the water on the logs. Logs are going down the river. They're and taking we're driving these logs. From one place down river to the uh, wood uh, chopping, whatever. They have like a catcher. They Somebody, you know, brings in the logs or a dam is built or something to, to stop the logs. And they, yeah, they send them down river. And that's the quickest way to transport if it was a long shot from the river. Like from when you cut the wood. Drop it off into the river. It all That's floats down. That's just crazy to think that people get would get on top of the logs. I'm sure not. It's not in the regulation book to do that. But yeah, it's, it's they'd be on the shore. And if you can't, if the shore is too impassable, you got to be on the water with the logs by on them like a raft. And I don't think things get stuck. You gotta you gotta unjam no. things. That's what that's what he said he can't was hook. happening. Was yeah with the can't hook, but a jam. He saw a jam coming. But uh, either way, this he goes. It was a, a long. It, we were dead tired, you know. I'm not gonna lie. He's like the, he and his partner was giving him a hard time, you know, calling me a dog, and it worked him up. And he's like, I just I had thoughts hitting him with the can't hook, you know, take one one hit. He was standing in front of me, and I could have done that. But he's like, but I didn't. But I didn't know. Uh, but yeah, because it was a hard day. I'm not gonna lie. We were tired, and he saw the problem coming, and he didn't. You know, he's like, he, I prepared myself, and he didn't. And when he fell, 
uh, and he was calling for me. And I didn't do anything. You know, I just stood there as he was swallowed by those logs. And he goes, he goes, Tom, you dog, you know, as he went under. And so he's just remembering this. And, and so he's. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, though. Like, we all know the risk of riding the logs. Right. How am I? I'm barely on my log. And you think I'm going to be able to lift you up from the water while I'm balancing on my log? Apparently this, apparently because he had thoughts of killing him and then he didn't do anything specifically, he's thinking, you know, I, I could have saved him, but mm-hmm. I didn't because I wanted to kill him. It's like a guilty conscience thing. The only thing I could think of is to do what Leatherface does in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, I think. No, not the beginning. The first one where the girl's driving away in the car and Leatherface literally comes around and hooks her in the shoulder and pulls her out of the car and drags her back. Okay, so I'm going to hook you on the shoulder and just hold you until we get back. I don't know what else to do. So it's either you die or you're gonna have. I gotta hook you. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. If you, re- I don't know. Yeah. If you can't, you hook my hand at least, not my but shoulder. The, I'm gonna. It's literally like this in a stick. There's no other. Well, you don't have to swipe them. You could. They could just grab onto it like a a pole. You know what I'm saying? But, either- but someone has to hold the sharp end. I don't want to hold the sharp end. The person so he's drowning gonna, can hold the shark. Okay, so he's yeah. going to slice his hand open and then his hand's going to get cut off and there he goes in the river. I have to hook him like a fish. I understand. We didn't help him. Whatever. He's <laughs> under the logs drowning. <laughs> he's dead now. But as Tommy says, he's like, I only had like one thought and he's like, I could, I could really use a smoke right now. <laughs> so... He, I, I don't know if he finished the log drive, whatever, but he, he while he's on the log, he got right. some cigarettes. He just, he takes, he goes, I wrapped up his things, the other person's things. And I continued on as him. I just carried on as him. He goes, this Ephraim Winslow has prospects. You know, Tom Howard does not. I don't have, I'm a dead end, you know? And he goes, and that was that. What else would have I had done? You know? And he's and at this point, cause he had been looking around, kind of just telling the story. And then I he don't looks, even know where. Willem Dafoe is at this point. He's like exactly. hidden somewhere. Well, he's talking to somebody, but apparently the whole time he'd be looking around when he looks up at the across the bed from where he's supposed to be awake is he's not there. So where'd he go? He wasn't there the whole time. Okay. But then so- you hear him, what he says, which I like what he says. Do you remember what he says? He says that during. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Not quite yet. But yeah, he, the camera, I like what it does. It shows the from the bed mm-hmm. and then it pans around the room to the right to the doorway that goes to the lighthouse and right next to that doorway remember because it's like it's like a hallway that goes to the lighthouse stairwells but there's a candlelight like on the wall and just flickering and that's Mm -hmm. the only like movement and it's very like ominous and all of a sudden you hear tom wake saying why'd you spill your beans tommy (laughs) i love that i love that Why'd you spill your beans? He does it three times <laughs> as the camera pans through the hallway and up to the lighthouse. And because if I could, oh, I'm sorry, really quick. If I ahead. could give any advice, it's something my mom used to always tell me too. Uh-huh. If you don't want people to know, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. No mm-hmm. matter how much you think you can trust someone, if you tell that person, you have zero control control over them opening their mouth but you have control opening your mouth so if you truly truly do not want someone to know something don't say it dies with you simple as that so um yeah i don't know what this did or why that's a problem because i think now this just gives Mm -hmm. yes exactly as soon as you were saying i was like yeah that's probably what the only thing it is and right now he's kind of i think playing into why'd you tell me you shouldn't have told me this kind of trying to make him feel like 
I'll take it to the grave. Not something facetious yet, but he's going to use it later to manipulate him. But this next scene has to be symbolic or a dream or, you know, something in his imagination because it isn't, you know, it can't happen, but it's a cool, uh, impactful scene. So the door opens. It says the camera goes through. It goes upstairs uh, into the... It, you're, apparently, you're already in the light room, but you can go out of that to where, like, when Wake was looking out mm-hmm. at night, looking down on what... Like the little... Uh, what, what are they called? Balconies? Not a balcony, but like a little... Yeah, walkway, whatever, yeah. around the outside. That's where we go out to. And... <laughs> Bobby. Bobby. And uh, out there, Tommy... It, well, we're the camera, so mm-hmm. we're Tom, we're Tommy, and we're looking down at somebody, and this person, all of a sudden, now Tommy goes down to bend, helping them up. Yeah, they look huddled over. You have no idea who they are. Yeah, they're they're leaned or rolled over on the side. He rolls them over and helps them up, and all of a sudden, the light flashes on his face. It's it's him. You know, he's helping himself up, mm-hmm. and then he, when he turns around, suddenly the music crescendos. It's real loud, and Tom Wake is now standing nude. In this very Greek stance, you know, holding Tom, Tommy's, excuse me, shoulder. And Tommy's now, their eyes face to face, and he's got like a lighthouse light coming from his face. Mm-hmm. Tom does down at Tommy. And it's like just. This the, is where this supports, I believe. The symbolism yeah. of Prometheus and Proteus. So Tommy is Prometheus, and Tom is Proteus. And I, they're, again, they're totally separate mm-hmm. uh, characters within the Greek mythology, but. Tommy being Prometheus wanting uh, Proteus, sorry, the sea god who was a knowledge keeper. That's kind of the idea here, shape-shifting knowledge keeper to tell the future. And Prometheus is known for stealing the fire from the gods, which Mm -hmm. is like the knowledge of good and evil. The lighthouse is symbolic of that. So this whole time, well, now Wake has light coming into his eyes from Tom's, or sorry, from his eyes into Tommy's eyes. And it reminds me of that painting of is it God and Adam where it's like the fingers touching. Kinda. Where, yeah. But isn't there another one where it shows more? Yeah. Because it's not just their fingers. Right. Sorry. It's not just their fingers. Don't you see them? It's an actual. Yeah. Just him there. And yeah. Then, well, no, excuse me. It's it's Adam and God with others. That's what it is. Uh, OK. Yeah. But you see them. Mm-hmm. You don't just see their fingers. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. But so there is a lot of. Uh, mythology in this movie and a lot of scenes that support it mm-hmm. it's not just like oh it could be this there's no it it is but that after that scene so you can imagine before that before that that because that wasn't that wasn't reality was it i don't know but before i that, don't think so before that happened he was telling he was spilling his beans and he, Willem Dafoe was telling him, "Why'd you spill your beans?" But where is he in reality? That's you know? what I like. You don't see. He says it three times, and they do not show you him okay. when he says it. We're gonna touch on the end. I think about it's what interesting. Those people say about there only being one person. But I don't think that that doesn't support it at all. Because the thing is, there has to be two people here on. Well, because it's the so. Island. You're right. I know, but it's so damn obvious when he's uh, gaslighting him. It's like, dude, we j- you were just. We'll get there. That's where I think he's manipulating him. And when he says, yes, there's people like that. Listening to true crime cases, there are some people that. When it just happened, they're sitting mm -hmm. there recreating and painting the scene. He's been drinking for days. You know, he's already lying. He's trying to be a different person. But this is all fake. I, that's why I love when he says that to him, where he's like, I'm a figment of... Ugh. We'll get there. Uh, so, and we're almost there, actually, right now. So I now, love that. <laughs> immediately, because he's running away from something. So whatever just happened, that escalating scene with the light in his eyes and the naked wake, <laughs> he's running in the rain, soaking wet, and he's running to the... And he's, he's just a 
shot for like 20 seconds on his face. Running, running, running. He's sprinting somewhere. Okay, he's running away. Gets to the row house. It's storming, by the way. Running, Pretty running, bad. It's running, getting worse. Running, it's not... Running, running. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I wanted you to keep talking, and I was just going to make the music. Running, running, running. Okay. Who, who, who does that? Uh, Black Eyed Peas. So he tries to leave. He gets the boat out of the, the life house or whatever, and from behind, we see somebody approaching slow well quickly with an axe or something and it's fucking wake and he's like don't leave me yells at tommy tommy runs away again back onto the (laughs) he's like okay next rowboat but there is no other rowboat tommy is just losing his mind now. he's just running away from him but fucking wake starts axing the rowboat and actually kind of destroys the the rowboat apart and this this shot this next thing is, is hilarious he starts chasing him and it's a cool side shot tommy running and <laughs> Willem Dafoe like hobbling. Tom running just as fast, but <laughs> limping crazy quickly, like with, with, an with axe. the axe above his head, <laughs> both hands. And this he's crazy. Gonna fucking getcha. And Tommy gets inside, uh, and then Wake busts in behind him and yells at him. You know, you, they they start threatening each other of reporting each other. Mm-hmm. And Wake slams the axe down. You are abandoning your post yeah. and slaps the uh, axe down to the table. They go into the next room, and this is when. Uh, Wake is like, you know, look what you look what you done. You're well, going crazy. What I like how Robert he's like, uh, Willem Dafoe's like, you're abandoning your post. And I love how Robert goes, you destroyed the lifeboat. Yeah, like what? And he goes, you know, you're gonna report. He's, like, I'm gonna take you to. He's like, what are you gonna do? Get the people out here to to <laughs> the jail, the lighthouse yeah. jail, whatever. Uh, police. And he's like, I, I'm gonna report you. Is what I'm gonna do. He's like, oh, for what I've done. He's like, I know what you've done. Mm-hmm. He's like, you, you killed your second in command. He, yeah. And that kind of shuts Wake up. He doesn't say anything. He just stares at him. He goes, mm-hmm. I found him in the lobster pot. Yeah. He and but he, this is when fucking Robert starts deteriorating. You can clearly. He's like, you you killed him. He's like, I know how you killed him. He starts taking off his life vest. He's like, killed him with that that jar, mm-hmm. you know? And then he's like, and the trinket, the scrimshaw trinket. And he reaches into a jacket. He's like, I found that too. Pulls it out, laughs, uh, throws it on the ground and starts laughing like... A mad person. Like he's oh laughing and just straight up laughing as if like... Like it's a baby. Uh, well, like, yeah, or like just, some, like, um, like that what monkey, were the three stooges? The monkey that claps that, his hands. Or like someone, like, you know, when someone just laughs at almost anything, it reminds me of someone laughing with someone just putting a pie in another person's face. They're just like, oh, oh. but he's snapping it. And I love what Willem Dafoe says. He's like, Jesus, Mary, Joseph. Well, not quite yet. He goes, I know what you've done except for what's up there. Like whatever mm-hmm. you're keeping up there. Like I know all this that I figured you out except for what's up there. And that's when Thomas looks at him with pity. And he mm-hmm. goes, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Uh, and he goes, Jesus, Tommy. yeah, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, Tommy. And he fucking starts spinning another yarn. He I totally flips the script on him about, he goes, last night, do you not remember last night? You feet. had a confession that make a saint swear. <laughs> it's, you've made, you spilled your beans, Tommy, and it's made you mad. You know, he goes, I knew he was mad when, and this, and his he, face changes mm-hmm. as if he's to, te- as if to tell us, this yes. is the intentional lie right here that he's seeding into Tommy's mind. He's like, when you smashed up the lifeboat mm-hmm. just now and chased old Tom with an ax, like <laughs> what, what? Oh my God, seriously. And he goes, and, and that's kind of leaves it there and it just stews in fucking Tommy's mind. And he looks like he's about to have a. 
fucking pass out from being drunk and break down. But he goes, you might as well hand me over that knife that you pocketed. You're not safe with it. And I, I guess he knew that he had had it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he ha- that's kind of makes you question, how does he know certain things? Hmm. At this point, I think Willem Dafoe is just watching him because he needs more fuel to manipulate him. And he's not going to call him out like, hey, did you just take a knife? So he's going to use it later. Because at this point, I think Robert Pattinson is drunk majority of the time. I don't really think he's too sober. No, no. Yeah. And that's where you can manipulate him because I also don't really think he remembers confessing. Where I think maybe he uh, might remember talking, but like at oh, that wow. point, I what don't if think that he, was something he doesn't remember doing. And I think that's why he gives in to uh, him so much up until that certain point, because like at that point he snaps. Yeah. Fuck you. But at this point, yeah, he convinces him to hand it over and he gives it to him and he breaks it. Wake mm-hmm. breaks the knife with his boot. It's and government property coming out of your pay. This, yeah. Deducted from your pay. Docking his pay. Yeah. Fucking insult to injury at this point. I mean, you don't realize it yet, but he's just kind of given any reason to to be quite honest to demerit I think him willem defoe could insult me and i have i don't know i don't know i'm being insulted I, what did you say to me sir and this is your favorite <laughs> part so wake sits down now tommy is still standing almost kind of like after he said that about chasing him with the axe it's like did i do that it really is kind of festering in his head like he's just standing there and he questions, Wake questions how long he's been there. He's like, how long do you oh, think yeah, we've I been love here? That. You know? And the, you actually wrote it down. He's like. Yeah. Well, I don't know the whole thing, but I like. Just how, this one part. Yeah. He's like, I'm probably a figment of your imagination. This rock is a figment of your imagination, too. I just think that that is insane to think that, like, he's trying to say, like, you might not even be here. So, I might not so even be here. How either. long have we been here, Tommy? Five weeks? Tell, he starts it off with like Tommy can you tell me who I am can you remind you old again? Tommy who I am who or you some are sure. oh is that it is yeah, can okay. you tell me who you are again can you remind old Tom so starts questioning shit and he does such a good job at it that Tommy's blank he, it's just too much new info like resetting his brain so he like walks over to the corner and just falls down on the couch and he just goes I need a smoke <laughs> that's the only thing he can think about and Wake just reveals upon him uh, we got no more drink either so meaning so their provisions are gone the things that they dug up yep so well yeah that yeah that's sorry i thought you meant provisions meaning food's been gone and then yes what they dug up 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 stuff. they're jack sparrow stash so this next shit i had to look it up and figure out exactly what the fuck they were doing i don't know if it's even safe maybe the new maybe the new shit is and the other stuff was more like raw back in the day i don't think you ever hear people putting turpentine in anything i've never Granted, I'm not out there trying new drinks. I think turpentine is what they used to. I thought it's for paint. Well, in this instance, I think that's what they were using for the fuel for the for the lantern, if I'm not mistaken. So they took that fuel, that liquid, and they put honey in it uh, to make it a little bit more doable, whatever. <laughs> but they're because they're literally at the bottom of the lighthouse shaft, right at the bottom, sitting in, in their little circle with this shit that they've made, and when they when Fuck. When Wake takes a shot of it, he almost gags. It's almost like it's 151 times 10. You know, it's like really, 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 really potent shit. And he coughs so hard and he goes, Monkey pump. <laughs> Fucking, what is that? I'm Hot sorry. shots. What? I, I thought you heard me hit that. So, really quick, yeah, turpentine is poisonous if swallowed. But it says, Why did they used to drink turpentine? The bottom line, there's nothing else. Right. So, yeah, I guess back then it. You'd probably I die from it. Yeah, although it's best as known as a paint thinner, turpentine oil is sometimes used 
medicinally to reduce pain and congestion. However, it's highly toxic and should never be consumed or inhaled directly. All right. So they're doing that. Last last ditch effort. So to turpentine back in the 1800s. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, there's this weather gauge that they've been periodically looking at. Well, it, it because of the wind, I guess it's mm-hmm. able to, or humidity level, actually. Let's see humidity. It'll tell you how severe the weather is. Oh, really? I thought it was the wind. I think it was, it might have been the wind or the... Maybe it's a combination. No, of you're right. It was things. the wind because if it's a clear day and it's like sunny, it's it's the weather's good. There's not going to be any rain when it's not windy mm-hmm. at all. So as it gets windier in the in the ocean, mm-hmm. that means storm. So I I, I guess so. It was going past mm-hmm. the scale of like stormy. Mm-hmm. This is when they show some shots of the outside waves, how big they are. I mean, it just there is no scale. You know, it's they, scary. It's so fucking scary. We're talking like multi-story buildings high waves just crashing against each other Jeez. onto the water and that's just the surface it's not even the ocean is on a whole nother fucking scale um and then they kind of show a shot at the lighthouse getting battered and from behind a bunch of water splashing over the, the waves are so tall that they're hitting the top of the lighthouse mm-hmm. so now they're inside losing the, their brains are fucking rotten from turpentine they're laughing so hard they're howling like madmen under the table in the kitchen or whatever wherever, in the kitchen somewhere and water crashes into the window and so that's how bad it is it's like up into where their living quarters next morning it's all bright and sunny now mm-hmm. i think the weather's died down shingles are shot that's literally fucking dripping from everywhere oh yeah everything is flooded tommy's over there drinking in the sink uh his turpentine and wake gets up and he's like looking for something and he's, he's crawling around crawling around looking for something and, and tommy even makes a comment he's like i wish we can go on a walk and he's like well you drown mm-hmm. have fun <laughs> but tommy just walks away and he's peeing in his chamber pot that's but floating around floating around so <laughs> he's, he's missing some time <laughs> yeah missing and it's chasing okay looking and all of a sudden he stops and then he just collapses and throws up yeah. completely missing everything so he's all over the water Ugh. and everything and as he's recovering for a moment there, after he finished just throwing up all the turpentine, oh the log book floats by. and The it's, captain's log. Yeah, and it's open. And uh, he grabs it, and he's still got a little bit of leftover on his uh. mustache there. If you can hold it in, it's a little gross. But uh, I'm, I'm happy there's certain parts that it's in black and white, you know? Well, yeah. So he's reading through it as the clock ticking. I love the sound of that old school clock, but it's like very prominent, and it escalates as... He's looking at it more and he gets angry and punches the clock at the very end of whatever it is that he's been mm-hmm. flipping. He's flipping through, flipping through and he punches it. He's like clearly getting very frustrated about what he saw. Now Tom's downstairs or wherever he's going through some shit. He's trying to find a light for mm-hmm. his pipe. So that's what he was looking for is his pipe to smoke. And Tommy helps him out with a light. Okay, whatever. And uh, he asks about his hand. This is this is your favorite scene. It's my it's my probably my favorite. It's a really good. Robert does a really good job here. He asks about his hand, and uh, he looks at his hand that he was holding the light with, and he's like, "No, not that one. Like the other one, (laughs) the one he had punched the clock with." And you can there's blood on it. And he goes, "You know, you mentioned you ever heard of tetanus?" Tommy Mm -hmm. Tommy just nods his head like, "Yeah." He goes, "Uh, it's." Started off like, and he starts telling a story about the somebody <laughs> on a sh- the ship or something, and how he got locked up, you know, because of tetanus. And Tommy slowly starts escalating, like, "Shut up!" He tells me, "Stop shut, talking." Shut up, please. Shut your mouth and quickly gets angry. It just explodes. He's mm-hmm. like, "I'm tired of your damn yawns." 
and he starts giving it to him slowly like, with the Captain Ahab horse shit. Your your sea life is horse shit. It's all lies. And you're given in Naganos. You're, you're not no captain. You never was. You're not, and you're certainly in, the, in the, all these things. You're not my father. You know, he mentions that you're definitely not that. It's all a lie. You're the whole thing. And when he's going on, fucking Tom once is like, Tommy, you dog, to try to like speak up and fucking loses it yells but even I think louder before tommy gets into it and and tommy's telling him to be quiet all of a sudden willem dafoe's like what did old tom do now you said you had me figured out oh right yeah and like kind of like oh what is it accusing yeah. me for thought you said you had me all figured out yeah and he starts going off on mm -hmm. him says all that and then when he tries to speak he shuts him down he ain't finished and now he literally loses it <laughs> talking about your stinking your your smell your your breath is disgusting and your your farts your god your damn goddamn farts and then he just holds on to the fucking edge of something he's like just, a bookshelf or something yeah goddamn farts <laughs> okay. he's so upset he's like you smell like piss such a talented scene <laughs> you smell like just tells so him how bad he bad. smells and how he can't stand anymore the words he uses it is god grotesque damn it's that's where the word just came from <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah he's a he ends it with your short shit liar mm -hmm. well okay and that's that's it he just stared at him staring down at him like just okay i had to get that fucking off my off my chest because yeah you're right this is he's not as drunk as all these times when he's doing these things confessing mm -hmm. and and when he's being manipulated but when he's more clear of mind he just this is it this is the result he's like dude enough I'm, you I'm can only take so much of this guy and i and once again he i think willem dafoe understands what he's doing yeah but you could just and some people get off on that they get off seeing you lose your mind and if you're that you're the type of person that probably drives slow knowing that you're upsetting people uh -huh. and it makes you happy yeah that's I can't stand exactly that. the character that i'm not is. saying you have to speed but at the, at the move over if it's 45 and you're going 35 I, I come on so he looks up at tommy tom does and he just goes you sure have a way with words tommy <laughs> and that fucking pisses so he just goes god damn it <laughs> It stands up confidently right in front of him goes you're relieved of your duties I, I and when he said that i literally laughed along with with uh Tommy. robert and that's what like, he does he laughs he goes you don't have to tell me old man yeah. and he goes and grabs the logbook i thought when he walked off i thought he was leaving and then i was like wait where does he come go he comes back with the logbook and begins reading off the logs oh my god you know uh doesn't do his work right slow uh the next one <laughs> Takes to your habitual abuse in the watershed. Self-abusing? Uh, you know, reference or suggest docking pay. Stuff like that all mm -hmm. the way to the end when he goes, you know, recommends severance without pay. What? Meaning like everything he's done, I'm the captain. I think he should not get paid at all for it. You and know? you're just up there nude with the light while I'm keeping everything going. Oh, no. I would kill him. That's what makes Tommy very mad. He's like, you trying to... You're trying to ruin me? I'd kill him too. I am a hard worker, just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of the worst. How could you... Right there, Tom starts making him down. Like, you lie, Tom. You lie to yourself. You're, you're wrong. You just don't have the <laughs> sauce to tell yourself. And it's interesting how Tommy begins... Just, just stop. Begins begging him. Please, old man. Like, let just let me see what's in the lighthouse. Yeah, like, That's what? kind of like, okay, wait, hold on. I thought we were talking about how, you know, we're going to make no money here. Yeah. But again, 
He's very persistent. I just, He's I just, like, I won't take any of my money. Just let me see the light. I just want to see the light. You just speak of it so highly. Like, let me see what Why is up there. Why are you up there nude all the time? I'm so curious. Oh, curiosity killed the kitty. But at this point, I'm bigger than you. Just put him in a headlock and drag that bitch up there. Well, Wake tells him to stand down because that's that's just not that's not happening. But Tommy is not going to not take it anymore. So Tommy jumps up and he gets angry. He goes, you selfish bastard keeping it all to yourself he's like you left your kids and your wife for the light you know and tommy tom excuse me just plays off of tommy's anger he's just like look at you with uh is that when he says it is that when he says it oh yeah you're pretty i think that's eyes as bright as a lady you know no yeah and then he starts losing it about how he's like you know when you first came here with your mystery of silence and all that i thought you were something you Mm -hmm. know but he's like you're just an open book you're nothing special crying about the silver spoon which should have been yours you know he taunts him he's crying look at you crying now yeah but really quick what i would say to him when he was saying that oh bullshit you haven't done all of your tasks i'd be like then who's been doing them right because you can't you cannot old man you're too busy farting like we're trying we're trying to uh play logic into it at this point motion is it's yeah there's a lot of times where i think to myself i could have actually just kill him and just throw him facts. off it and i'd be like he committed he he didn't want to do it anymore right yeah no i would just kill him says yeah what right? a dead man can't speak but uh he taunts him so much he's like, boo boo it's so good you know and i like that he does this rather than wait for him to explode or whatever he just straight up goes will you kill me Huh? Yeah, like will you like you like you did that goal <laughs> <laughs> and that's when tommy breaks and he's like no and, it, and he's like but tom tom doubles down and he goes exactly that's because of that you because you were cursed and mm. he goes because you that's what changed the wind on us and he's like what will you you do me in like you did that old winslow because you know i want to tell you something you know you he was right you're a fuck you're a dog excuse me <laughs> you're a dog you're a filthy dog you know and he that's exactly what he does not want to hear eggs mm-hmm. him on just enough and to say that gives him to they start fighting so yeah it robert goes and starts choking him both start attacking each other in a way you know he i think i think wake knew that that was what he was getting at he wants to have him fight but it tommy seems to have the upper hand the whole time yeah does he not have a like backup plan like yeah because willem defoe is smaller than tommy so it's like what are you gonna you're a, you know he's going to attack you, so how are you going to defend yourself? You don't have the knife. Do you have a knife? Nope. No. No. And he's on his, uh, so Tommy's on his back, and he's wrestling him, and he's kind of choking him. Uh, Wake knocks him off, hits him off, and Tommy goes kind of into a table. When he sits up to uh, re-correct himself and jump on Wake, all of a sudden Wake is the blonde guy, which that's Winslow, mm-hmm. you know, his, the guy that, that died. And, but... He doesn't like that guy, so I don't know. He he, but he sees him and he attacks him. Mm-hmm. That guy and that blonde guy is now underneath Tommy, and he punches up at Tommy one time. That kind of knocks Tommy out, to where all of a sudden you hear like water sloshing, and the hands are some. It's a woman now, and it's the mermaid's holding him, and he starts kind of going down to kiss the mermaid. All of a sudden, it's not the mermaid; it's Tom, and he's a sea man. He's got. I think he's Proteus at this point. He's got. Wait, the tentacles was the all over mermaid him. him? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, a shapeshifter, right? You know, so he did he actually fuck the mermaid, or do you think that was in his dream? <sighs> I think it was. It was in his thoughts, like he wanted to. Okay. Right. Okay. Like during okay. Like all the delusional things okay. he was thinking of um, to, to get off. Okay. Like he was thinking of 
Sorry, continue. Doing the mermaid. So this is like I think like the symbol symbolism of like he's Proteus. He's mm-hmm. the sea yes. god. He's got the tentacles and barnacles yep. coming off on him. He's laughing uh, like, ha ha, I tricked you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was a woman, but now I'm a man. And uh, our sea creature guy, and that angers Tommy, and he starts punch. There's tentacles in the air too. Yes. Like where did they come? One's from? wrapped around Ro- uh, Robert's neck. Around his neck. He starts punching the sea god in the face, and that actually is hurting him to where he's like coughing up blood and spitting up and he's just punching him like crazy. And all of a sudden the whole scene changes and it's quiet again. What? Well, you hear Willem Dafoe say once he's like, you're killing me, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just the two of them mm-hmm. and he was punching him a lot. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Blood. Is, yeah. Hurt him very, very, yes. like hurt him really bad in real life. We don't know the damage because Tom's bent over on the side. Tommy gets up. And puts his suspenders back on, and it just does this weird thing. From this next scene is very, very. <laughs> the reason I don't like it is because I really, Love. really like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. But the whole next scene, they're acting both. Their acting is so good in this movie, but this here on out, Willem Dafoe is so good. Like, yeah, this is one. This is probably one, another one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. So he stands above Tom, and he just goes, "Block." <laughs> And we keep doing this to each other randomly. Is on the ground. He just no. no, He asks him a couple times. He's like, "Bark!" Haven't you ever heard of like some dog see something? Well, he does it one time. He quietly does, and then Tommy yells at him. You, I'm sorry, just loud. You ain't never been to sea before. I said bark. (laughs) (laughs) And he's I can't like over and over. And you're like, "What the (laughs) fuck is going on?" And then he tells him to look up at him. Like now, roll over. You know, or that, not, yeah, you're right, not look up, roll over. Mm-hmm. Next scene is a weird shot from outside of the outside of the house or the, the housing, and he comes out with, <laughs> Tommy walks out with Tom as a dog, yep. leading him on a rope leash, and, you know, good boy, come on, this way, that, come on, and he's kind of yanking him, and Tom's keeping up on all fours. Yep. Like, what the fuck is going on? Just just watch the camera, follow them as he crawls up to the area where they dug to remove the drink, right? And he's like, good dog. You know, all right? And uh, get in the hole. And Wake kind of hesitates. He's like, it's where you belong. Get in there. And he just does. He just rolls in and falls hard into the dirt. I laughed really hard. We watched The Witch. And if you've ever seen The Witch, there's a scene where um, one of the sons dies and they're having a funeral and i looked away for a second from the screen and i turned back and i was like did the mom just fall in the hole yeah and yeah just like the foe she just falls exactly in there with her son she, she doesn't <laughs> fall in she just yeah she yeah just she gets down, down and, and then kinda... just yeah, she gets on her knees and then just next thing you know she's like in the hole and she looks up at her husband like bury me i'm sorry but i laughed at that uh, part because it made me think of willem Dafoe. no honey i need you uh, <laughs> get out of the hole but this scene here i was like what the actual fuck is going on is he just gonna leave him there in the hole okay no tommy begins shoveling dirt onto him <laughs> like, and here it is favorite scene Defoe is getting, and I'm going to say his name, Willem Defoe is getting dirt thrown onto his face as mm-hmm. he's giving his final like speech in this moment. Into his mouth, into eyes. So fucking uncomfortable. Oh, I, yeah. I just, I would hope that this was the only time they had to do this, but it's just... I, I would assume it's a one shot too. Like they didn't have to redo the scene over and over because yeah, it's in his eyes and mouth. It's legitimately in his mouth. And he chews on it. Yeah, and you he, see and it he in spits his it teeth. Out. And he want it almost seems he want to he wants to wipe his face. Like you see him flick his head mm-hmm. to the, with the dirt in his eyelash, but you can't. Let just keep keep it going. You know, it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but he's just gonna keep his speech going. He goes, 
he brings up the lantern. He's like, you wish to see what's in the lantern? You know, so did my last guy, you know, uh, and he goes, such protean thoughts that, you know, again, all this poetic shit that swell up from our minds and basically you do this, it, what what you see up there will send you to Davy Jones' locker. You know, it's not something everybody thinking grass is a greener, on the, whatever, just all this shit that he says. And at the very last thing he says is, is you, you, you'll be punished. And it almost seems like he exhales and has no more, right? And dirt just keeps getting piled onto his chest area and, and splashing onto his face more. Um, and then at that moment, you know, uh, Tommy keeps shoveling a little bit more and then he stops and it almost seems like he regrets what he did for a second and jumps down into the hole and starts to unbury him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh shit. And he like even pulls Tom's head onto his lap and he's holding him, but then he starts digging around to his chest and oh no, no, he just forgot the keys. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it was like, oh, I need to save him. No, I think it all. was more or less like, oh shit, I need the keys. So now he's got the keys. Goes to the lighthouse steps and is about to go up, but remembers for some reason i need something first so he needs to go get the other keys or I, so, oh that's right he went to go get smokes so he goes back into the rooms and goes to grab the smokes all of a sudden tom is back up again mm-hmm. and is running at him with the axe and he's like the light is mine and he axes tommy in the left shoulder mm-hmm. like straight up as swing swing that axe and it embeds like wood into his fucking shoulder oh Oh he my god, was, when you said that like that, I was just watching the this do you remember the girl I showed you where her arms are so dope and she hacks wood when you said yeah. that I just oh Yeah, imagine her swinging ugh. and and that it just right well, into Well, I your think if she swung, you're fucking you're breaking. You're split, bro. <laughs> but I like also you see when in a cut in a few se- uh, seconds from after the scene, it, Robert Pattinson's facing the camera, and if you look at his cut, you can see it's the blood oozing. Out. I yeah. think it's so cool. It's over like a realistic cut. He yeah. responds by whacking Wake in the head with a metal pot. Yep. And that is hard enough to knock him on his ass. He grabs the axe, which is on the ground now, and just returns back to Tom and One. puts it in his fucking head. Done. You see blood splash, and no, he makes no more sounds. So no. he's dead. Yes. Um, dead, dead. This next thing is it's just like so like, what the fuck, dude? He's so... It, I wouldn't even say badass, but it's like... <sighs> It's, you just don't do any of this. He's got us. He just killed somebody. Then he lights a cigarette, and he says that prayer thing about you know mm-hmm. this. I can't remember. I have to go back up, but yeah, sea bed, sea grave, something. And he takes a huge puff of his cigarette, and then like twists the bottle of turpentine around to take a huge swig of that. And I thought I was like, wait, fire and turpentine probably don't mix very well. But uh, now he's not drinking fire, you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> keep that cigarette away, you know what I'm saying? But that reminds me of when Medea goes to jail and and her brother and they're like, "You're not supposed to be smoking when you have oxygen." What's in the air around us? <laughs> yeah, he's like, "There's oxygen all Everywhere. around us." <laughs> I'm gonna love that shit. That shit is so flammable. It's so funny though. It's well, it's not okay. Hold on. It's not that it's flammable. Fire loves oxygen, so it. It, it's concentrated in that one can and it's going to cause mayhem. It's a lot of food yeah. for fire at that moment is what it is. Um, but it's just funny how he's like, what? <laughs> takes a huge swig of turpentine. Uh, I was like, can't be helping the mental. I just don't know how you can be feeling when you're literally, I don't know, for two days now or so. They've just been drinking turpentine. Where's the fairy? <laughs> like, where, Where's the tender? Where's this shit at? Come back. I want to so, leave. So here's where... The next thing goes to, um, I was going to say, here's where like it really got interesting for me because at the first time we watched it, you had fallen asleep at this point. Mm-hmm. And I 
I had not gotten com- uncomfortable in a movie in a long, long time. And this is the first, this is why I was like, damn, I like that this did this to me. Which is fascinating. This made you uncomfortable where the thing we just watched made me so uncomfortable. I felt nauseous at some oh, parts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The and weird it's, cartoon thing. The thing with me, what makes me uncomfortable is nothing to do with gore or even, I guess, weird faces or maybe it's along the lines of weird faces. It's weird drawings. And it's just, I don't even know how to explain it. It's a weird concept. Like Salador Dolly animated will make me just go, Ugh, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. It's like an That's where I think whenever people are like, oh, tripping is fun. Seeing things move. I don't think so. Yeah, it's the stuff you don't that's, like. Yeah, that's not fun for me. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if I could trip and like turn into Eliza Thornberry and speak to animals, oh, yeah. then I so would. A hundred percent. But if you're telling me all things are going to start changing and my wall is going to start like doing the wave, uh-uh, I don't, I don't, I'm going to start vomiting. <laughs> no, thank you. I get you. But yes. He, this next scene is, it's very, yeah. He does I don't very know why. good acting. I don't know why it creeped me out, but um, then maybe just that time of the night, uh, how dark it was. It is unsettling for sure. So he's it's craw- the sound He's too. crawling up the steps. Crawling up the steps, his face is covered in blood now. Oh, all of a mm-hmm. sudden, I don't know where that came from, but it, it wasn't before. Now it is, and and he's injured. He's been axed in the shoulder, so he's. I guess <laughs> he wiped his face with he, his shoulder. He did. No, I'm saying what. Oh, he did. maybe he did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and That's where the blood came from. The music, I love it. It's ominous. Mm-hmm. Uh, tr- very dreamlike. Very weird. Very eight twenty four. Gets into the top area. Opens up the hatch, slowly ascends. This is his. This is his moment. You finally getting to see what yeah. it is. The light. Those things are fucking cool. It's spinning very slowly as it does with the clockwork, right? It's got a weird structure that like magnifies the light, um, but even more so. It's uh, concentric circles, just getting bigger and bigger, and it's four four or five sided or whatever, uh, shaped ish with all these circles on it. And it stops to where there's the door, I guess the door that you actually light the flame with or, or the light source. Opens up, and Tommy's still standing at the hatch. So he's like half on the stairwell going up and half of his body's up into the lighthouse area. And he looks like super mesmerized, just, just whoa. You know, and he goes to reach out for it. Suddenly... It begins to like escalate as far as the sound. It warps into this weird like, uh, like the sound starts to become staticky. Like if you mm-hmm. are talking into a microphone way way too loud. Yes. He. Like like, w- like wind fall. That's what I wrote. Like wind falling and blasting past a microphone, and the light begins to intensify to where it kind of like white outs his face a little bit, and he's smiling at first, but like weirdly like smiling. This is interesting, but then begins to scream mm-hmm. uh contorts to a weird scream to where he's screaming as loud as like a human can like yelling like like i can't even fucking do it like, just no and it, it sounds like it would tear a microphone or destroy the your speakers, speakers. Yeah. it's so fucking loud I, I mean we keep our tv uh when we're watching a movie you know higher than 30 is a little too loud so i kept it at 25 and they, they 20 below 20 it's a little too hard to hear i had to turn that shit down because you were you started to stir mm-hmm. next to me and i was just like Whoa. yeah this is when i woke up and the next thing i saw i was like why is he yeah <laughs> so it's so loud he does it like three times uh no more than that it it, it longer than it should be you're just mm-hmm. like this is uncomfortable and Stop you're staring at his face screaming. as he's screaming um which and I, the I, light's I, getting brighter think about this uh 
I think this face is only reserved for if you are somebody seeing that to somebody, you're a serial killer killing somebody. I would assume, yeah, probably. Like, where yeah. else are you going to see that face? Like mm-hmm. you're you, something that you... Or like, I guess maybe back in the war when you're having to cut someone's leg off and they have no pain meds. Okay, horrible shit. So like you shouldn't you are be seeing in, this yeah. face. So this, this is somebody who is being tormented like is his soul being ripped from his body he's fucking screaming whatever it is that he's seeing mm-hmm. he can't take so like uh, that metaphor the knowledge of good and evil and just too much information for <laughs> humanity to take that it just makes them snap <laughs> whatever so all of a sudden stops instantly and he falls down first hit mm-hmm. down crack oh yeah all of a sudden starts rolling, crack you just hear three times all the way down mm-hmm. all the way down falls down the stairwell and you hear him grunting too so it wasn't his neck it wasn't it's instant okay. death yeah he didn't die I, at, at least you don't think so but i was like uh dead you know maybe so the next scene would have you think so so he's laying amongst the rocks now and he's naked and he's missing an eye and but he's still alive and he's like twitching a little bit and his eyes had been picked out along with that symbol symbolic um, story of yeah, where his liver is, his skin is cut open. Prometheus and, there is and a bird. there's seagulls eating yep. from his liver slash insides, you know, down there in his midsection, and he's laid out in such a way to where he's like, I don't know, he just sprawled out there on the rocks, and they're symbolic of Prometheus, you know, yep. they're eating about upon him. And that's where I had a question. I was like, wait, how do you get outside naked and everything? And then you pointed out, you think that's where he goes. Willem Dafoe cursed him and yeah. so he did die at the end of the stairs and this is now his eternity yep and this so is his, his eternity punishment now. for gazing upon the fire of the gods zeus condemned him for eternity this mm-hmm. is where but you know proteus did whatever yeah but yeah that, there's the movie and it ends with and the credits start rolling in old-timey rag music and you're just like what the fuck okay black and white one for the win i liked it oh yeah it was very um it was good. It, the acting was absolutely amazing. That's what I'm like enjoying about these movies more and more. Is I'm really looking into, like you said, you're like if somebody's won an award for something, that's like I'll give it a shot because like, I want to know what. Yeah, they that's did. where I see now the excitement, I guess, of knowing certain movies are coming out or hearing about certain directors or writers. That's where I was telling you with Shia LaBeouf and the movie fury mm-hmm. i would never watch a tank movie i don't care about tanks i don't really care about that <laughs> i'm i am interested in wars and what humans have done like all wars throughout history i find them very fascinating but i would not have ever watched that movie but you put it on and i was reading a book and i there's numerous times and eventually i just put my book down because i love shia labeouf and his acting in it all of them all four of them five mm-hmm. of them yeah, because it was four, and then they got the new guy. What was it? Norman? Uh, d- d- they all do such a good job. Shia LaBeouf does such a good job. On the way. It, yes. And now, if I ever see Robert Pattinson in a movie, someone I just saw online said that he should play the Joker. Because mm-hmm. I think he played Batman in one of the new ones, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen. But I think he could do a good Joker. Yeah. yeah oh, no, yeah. Sure. After this, for fucking sure. Well, remember what he plays in that uh, animated uh, studio G- And Ghibli that's movie. his first... Courtney was telling me that's his first anime, like voicing animation what? ever, and it's a Studio Ghibli movie, and it's the last one that uh, the main guy's doing. I'm so the sorry, director. Yeah. Yes. But you want to see something? You're like, no way, dude. His that's, voice that's how is I crazy. Felt. You're like, that's uh, you told me that was him, and I'm like, yeah. there's no way. Let me see. I'm gonna put it really quick. So that was. But that was the end of the movie. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. So cool. Go check that one out and uh, tell us what you think. But um, 
would you want to go ahead and give this one a, a ranking really in a second? Yeah, yeah, in a second. You want to. So it's called. It's called the boy in the heron, and he plays the heron, and like his voice is so good. Like you wouldn't think it's him. No, like I have to make sure it's not too loud. That's, that's that's fucking Robert, Robert Pattinson. What? What? So and Willem Dafoe's in it too, and Christian Bale's in it too. Who Christian Bale plays? Ah, uh, plays Hal. We love Studio Ghibli movies. Our daughter's favorite one is uh, Princess Mono- Mononoke. Mononoke. Yes, yeah. which is surprising. When we first watched it, <laughs> it's a PG thirteen one, and it's over two hours, and there's so much talking, but there's wolves in it, and our daughter loves wolves. Uh, when they battle the people, there's some. There's one dude who loses his head, and there's one guy loses his arms. Yeah, and we were ah! not like prepared for that. Screaming at the blood coming out, he's like, "Oh no!" But it's all in cartoon. But. Yeah, so it is really quick too. But nope. And if you ask her about, it, she doesn't even remember that. She remembers the wolves. Yeah, the creatures in it and stuff. And the forest spirit. But yeah, and she loves princess. The princess. It's a. Uh, it, it's yeah. These all those guys are they're. They're important. In they're studio. part of the. Oh yeah. Yeah, legacy. Whatever. Oh, they're the. Um, whenever you hear of Studio Ghibli, they're like the face of Studio Ghibli. Um, House, Moving Castle, Spirited Away, the My Neighbor Totoro, whatever. Oh, and then um, uh, Ponyo. Oh as my well. god, I love Ponyo because of how the, the ocean the overtakes the. Oh yeah, and then Tales of Earthsea. Shia LaBeouf is in one of the Studio Ghibli movies too, one of the older ones, mm-hmm. which I think it's oh, uh, Nausicaa. No. The one with the bugs. Is that one that? I can't remember. But anyway, sorry. Back to the But movie. yeah, it's cool that they got all these guys. Yes. Too, but the, but just good acting, man. The voices. Mm-hmm. You're, the, the, that's what can make or break it, you know? That bringing that extra level of uh, just, you're a totally different character. And, and the thing is, what I think sets these actors apart is they truly bring every aspect of the character to life. The way the character walks, the way the character stands, the way the character speaks, mm-hmm. how they look mm-hmm. at each other. They both are amazing. That's why it you forget it's black and white. You yep. kind of honestly forget they're the only two people in the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got a siren for all a matter of time of anyone else is probably like a minute. It It's them mm-hmm. the whole time and it's raw. And it's worth watching. Yeah, and the whole set, I think we learned, was built for it and then right. destroyed. It was not, uh, it was semi-permanent yeah. is what it was. And they built it on an actual place in, oh shit, where was it? I can't remember where they did it. It wasn't Scotland, I don't think. But um, yeah, they, it was an island and they built it there. And when they were done, they knocked it all down. But uh, that was pretty impressive. It looked very, very old school and very mm-hmm. real. Like that just, they opened it up the thing where the cistern is and um just the island the island different levels to the island and walking from one end to the other looking at what everything like it's just it was cool it was mm-hmm. very good well done but uh you ready to rank it yeah let's do it let's give this sucker a place in the graveyard so we're gonna begin with a twist on it uh i think it was a good twist as far as like i don't know if it's really a twist it's more metaphors in this one because it doesn't I guess it could change the movie, but it's not it's not really a twist like Shutter Island. So no. I would give it like six. I like the metaphors seven. in it. Yeah, so I'd give it like a six. Look, I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, because of the fact that well, the the lie that he told the, the Oh true. It it just well, I'd it was give, part of the story, right? Yeah. It was un- important to, to see. They're that. both lying. But what it twists it to and, and just how every single time uh Wake, Tom Wake wanted to 
twist the story. Like he's literally just changing everything. Yeah. So it it's it's not a dramatic one time twist, no. but it just kind of keeps like what's gonna be. It's more like a turn. The I response guess, turn of now, events. and yeah, and it just keeps changing things and also sending Ephraim Winslow, uh, Tommy, deeper and deeper into this mental. I guess breakdown. maybe we should change that to also twist and turns. Okay, thank you for bringing that so up. So instead of it being just twists, where it actually changes the whole movie, I yeah. think there could be turns of events where it's just unraveling secrets. Okay. So how yeah how much of that is there within then the movie? If you're going to do twists or turns in uh, this movie, then I'd give it an eight because it's constant. Okay. Well, shit. Um, that's good. Yeah, what we're trying to do here is refine yeah. these a little bit more because, well, you know, 50 is a big number, but also when you say a movie's in the 20s and movie's in the 30s, then that's a big, pretty big difference mm-hmm. there, but like it still might be a good movie in the 20s. Correct. So it's we just a give, different reason it's good. Yeah. So what we're doing here is we've added a little bit more to these things. So we still got five categories, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, we'll do that. That was just off the fly. We just yeah. decided to do that. Twists but, and turns. And I think in the future on any, like, special episodes, we'll go back and re-rate sure. the past ones. Yeah, for to be fair. Yeah. yeah. But from here on out, I think, yeah, we'll just be adjusting as we go. And the next one being, you know, how we had gore down. Mm-hmm. Let's do gore and gross. Like, yes. the level of how gross. Because this was fucking gross. It was very gross in this movie. And, and even when the gore could have been there as far as black and white, you know, making it harder to tell. Uh, mm-hmm. It would have been very fucking gory. Uh, and then you go on with acting. That one's going to stay the same. I mean, how well are we doing with acting alone? I'd really like to know just that. And then the suspense one, we added a thrill. Like, how mm-hmm. the thrill and suspense to it. Like, what, what, uh, because it's not, it might not always be suspenseful, but it might also be pretty, like, like this one had a lot of th- thrilling, like, things and it just built up and mm-hmm. escalated. And uh, then it just cut back down to being quiet again. You're like, whoa, what's going on? Back and forth, back and forth. And then audiovisual is the last one. So, yeah, we added a couple there and we'll keep on yep. seeing we'll how keep that those. sounds. Mm-hmm. So, twists and turns, eight. To survive is to evolve. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what were you saying? Uh, twists and turns. You gave it an eight? Yes. I'm still going to stick with a seven, I think. Um, yeah. So, because suspense to me is where the more like as it turned as it kept changing the suspense was building for me but either way the gore and gross how gross are we talking here how gory i give uh, it 7.5 i'm gonna give it an eight on this one because it was pretty gross um mm-hmm. <laughs> you could see his turds man it's disgusting. and he fucking can't ah. Ah. Ugh. And uh, it's not gross to chew on dirt, but I mean, he's doing that. He's farting in my face. Farting. He's I spitting food while he's talking. Can imagine. There's what a dead the bird are. in my water. Do they take showers? No. No. So for fucking four weeks, he's That's men. Disgusting. I don't even think they have toilet and paper. They drink nothing but drink. They don't have toilet. How do they brush their teeth? Vegetables. What's a vegetable? <laughs> so they. It just Ugh. smells. Yeah, brushing your teeth is not a thing. So it's gross. Um, the acting. Oh. Nine. I'm nine point five. I don't even know what a ten is, but uh I it was just a couple of times for me, if I'm being honest, where in it it was uh, No, I think I'm gonna give it a ten. I really don't think but see the only reason I'm hesitant to giving it a ten is because if it was just Willem Defoe and Robert Pattinson. Um, I I'm would give it a ten. But for some reason with the other characters I don't want to say their acting is a 10. Well, they didn't really have to yeah. act, right? But I, I, for some reason, 
um, if I'm being completely honest, you know, nothing against either person, nothing against Willem Dafoe, but it's like I could, for some reason, maybe because of how iconic he is, I could still, I could see, like, that's Willem Dafoe, or I could go uh, Boondock Saints or whatever. For some reason, I was like, that's the same person. Sometimes, sometimes, but then Robert Pattinson, the whole time, it was like, who, dude, you are this guy. Like, this is you. Uh, But yeah, to do what fucking Willem Dafoe did. It was very hard. I mean, I don't even know how you speak like that. Like that, to have that type of mentality. I would do nine point five. Okay, nine point. That's what I put. Nine point five. So. Yeah, because I would give it a ten if it was just them two. Look, I'm being, I'm being an ass by not. Yeah, giving that's it a 10. not. Yeah, my ten has nothing. My not giving them a ten has nothing to do with them two. But for some reason, with the other actors and mm-hmm. actress, apparently there's a lady on the rock who I thought was the mermaid, but it's not the mermaid. I don't know. Hmm. So that's where I'm hesitant with those other three people playing in the movie mm-hmm. so that's where i don't want to give it a 10 but robert pattinson and willem dafoe are knock it out the park so because it's so raw to me there's very little influence of anything else it's just them interacting with each other yeah and then when you see robert with dealing with the weather and the other elements he's breaking he's down so he's not from here good. he can't he's not this isn't normal to him absolutely not and to remember, be secluded like this no that's what he had brought up earlier he said something like when he was telling that you know story to seemingly to tom mm-hmm. he wasn't there he said what else was i supposed to do uh thomas howard you know me has no prospects i'm a dead end mm-hmm. with my credentials the other guy's credentials is what got me this job yep so he's like so I you know to, to to I'm just trying to fucking find a thing to make me money, but he keeps getting worked up in his uh his um he gets angry mm-hmm. too easily. He's too yeah. But too also I wouldn't say too easily. This guy is not helping. Willem Dafoe is not helping at all. I think he probably would have maybe lost it closer to after maybe a week after we were supposed to be picked up if Willem Dafoe didn't bother him like this, mm-hmm. make him feel insane. <laughs> Does not fucking help. No, uh, dude, so, Jason, old Tom with the axe, you madman. I, I was ju- my heart's still pumping from me running from you. I would be like, wait, what? no, I wasn't. I was at the ferry. Try- I was at the lifeboat trying to leave. Why would I mash up the thing I'm trying to leave with? Where were you? Where did you get the axe? Yeah. I don't even know where the axe came from. Thrill and suspense. Eh. It wasn't like the craziest, but yeah, you're just wondering what's next. Like I said, like the twists. This is where what ended up being the next scene or what was like the consequences of like when he finished, you know, all this. All I would just give it a six for some reason. I say seven, but okay, it's fine. This wasn't super suspenseful for you. Mm-hmm. You just enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Okay. I was more grossed out. Now, and I, the acting just really blew me away. Here we go. Not thinking that this one would be high, but the audio visual. Oh, <laughs> it's a nine. And it's such a fucking good, it's so simple, but I, I love that. And I the lo- shots of it. And like I said, it's, it, it reminds you with these shots that they are in the middle of nowhere. You mm-hmm. have to understand that. There is nowhere. Look, every your island is what? The size of a football field? Yeah. Not if even. even. Yeah. What are you going to do? From one you could stand other. and go in a circle and see everything. Everything. There's no tree. There's no fruit. There's no light. The only light is the sun. The only color is the sun and the ocean, mm-hmm. which is mad half the time. Yeah, there's been plenty. And I have a man who speaks to me in goddamn riddles. I don't know what he's saying. There have been plenty of mythology of 
the ocean just fucks with their mind. Oh yeah, you know, and then you can't be out there long. And if you're not, even if you are used to it, it still just messes with your mind, especially lack of nutrients and food. And that's where I think the idea of sending humans into space for. I think the trip to Mars, Mars. is six months. Four I think. to six months. I think it's like three. To, yeah, something like that. That Do would you be know pretty how tough. Absolutely terrifying it would be to be there and you have a crewmate losing their mind. Uh, eject, eject. How long are they up in uh, the ISS? You know, their their routine. I don't know routines. I think it's a hundred uh, up to. I think it might days. vary for. It's a long time. I'm not sure, but yeah, but to think that you, but yeah, if you're going to Mars, you're not coming back. But also, if the person loses their mind and tries to break something, we're all going down to where, like, if we're on this island, you can throw them out. I wonder if they do have a hatch for like, oh, if this person loses their mind and you can't calm them down, put them in this and eject them. I really, I don't know if they just would. a padded room. Just leave them in the padded room till we get to Mars, and then we can have the Mars psychiatrist go. Mars psychiatrist, yeah, the no. Martian. Sorry, buddy. No, this is this is very important. I can't have you fucking this up. Yeah, that, that's why they go through strenuous tests. But that's why it's also really important not to lie on your tests. Yeah. For shit like this. Be honest. <laughs> and I think that's also why Willem Dafoe knows people lose their minds out here, and he can manipulate people easy out here, easier out here because they're losing their mind. Yeah. They're cuckoo. I'm ready to tally her up. Okay. All right. Let's see where this sucker lies. All right. So while I'm doing this, you go ahead and tell me who you think the uh, true villain is. Okay. <laughs> I would say Willem Dafoe. Because I, you can't really blame, 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 blame Robert Pattinson because I think he's brought there. Yes, he should have helped. I don't know. I am not in the business of what is it called logging i don't know i've never once in my whole life chopped wood chopped a tree i don't know but i am just assuming if i am in the water and i am balancing on a large log and i'm pretty sure these logs are already a lot of weight and now you're adding it to the fact that they're moving in the water and me and my buddy and he falls what am i supposed to do i don't really feel that's kind of a gray area. I don't know. I don't know yeah, the seriously. rescue protocol here. Now, the fact that Robert already wanted him dead doesn't help, but he didn't do anything. Maybe karma was just answering. You keep calling him a dog. Here's your karma. Mm-hmm. Get in the water. <laughs> Bye-bye. But I, you can blame Willem Dafoe. He's lying. He's a liar this whole time. This whole time he's lying, and you killed your second, and I don't know if he killed his second and, like, Robert fished it up or, or if he's using him as bait because wouldn't the past keepers be fishing that up and see the head so i don't know if robert patton's just losing his mind because he's drinking paint thinner and he's also able to be manipulated because how long has that head been in there because i would think the past keepers would have pulled that up and been like the fuck why is there a head in here right right like when's the last time defoe's been here yeah so i think robert is slowly losing his mind I don't know, but I don't think he's tried to kill Willem Dafoe at any point until he saw him fucking with his pay. So I think Willem Dafoe, sorry, I absolutely love you, but... In this one, you definitely did him dirty. So. Yeah, I would have, the first night, I would have been like, I don't know what you're saying. Stop talking to me. Sorry, sir, but and you're going like, to try to simplify it for me. And then if you kept yelling at me, and then the moment he farts in the room with me, you're going to go stay in the lighthouse go and stay in the lighthouse you can argue with me i am bigger than you i'm picking up your bed and you're staying in the lighthouse you move it back 
Well, you you heard him at the beginning when he didn't declined his his toast. He's like, well, I don't want to be no trouble. You know, I just I just thought that. Well, I'm gonna be trouble if you <laughs> keep stinking up the air. <laughs> That's so disgusting. I love how he loses it though. You goddamn thoughts. You goddamn thoughts. <laughs> no, like li- like just his hair shakes and everything. Tries to shake he's the so- the whatever he's gripping. He's like, you goddamn thoughts. It's like a cabinet or something, and he's he's so. And the thing is, when I love when Willem Dafoe goes, "You're relieved of your duties." Like, you are. Fuck you, old man. You're insane. That's what you have to say to me. Like, fuck you. I like, I you, can't. I said you stink like a rotting foreskin. <laughs> That's what you have to say to I me. I said you like just. And you're telling me I'm relieved. You're relieved. Relieved you yourself. Leave. But but anyway. Self abusing. Uh, I got a lovely score for this one. Okay. Go. Right, let's see where she lies. Forty and a quarter. Oh, nice. Forty and a quarter. We they very seldomly have them in the forties, but um, yeah. Like, what would have brought that? What was low on that one? It was like thrill, the suspense, suspense yeah. um, twists and turns. Not super, super high. Same thing with gore, gross, but mm-hmm. it was still yeah. Thrill, suspense brought it down. I want to see Robert Pattinson in a horror movie where he is the killer, and maybe even potentially a torturer, like he tortures his victims. I want to see him losing his mind. But there's something about when you go like old school like this. I love it when people talk differently just because of the time. Because, um, yeah, nowadays it's it's all I don't. vernacular or whatever. It's fine in a movie, but I swear to God. I swear to God. Oh, no, 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 God. you're right. In real life, it's annoying. But I just think it's 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 more interesting to me to be like, that's how people operated and talked and like did in the things witch. back then. Yeah, that yeah. whole thing. They're talking with these and thines and... But they're so religious as well in that book to where when the son is killed, the baby, the infant, because he wasn't baptized, the mom is losing her shit. She truly believes that. And I, but I love the scene in the movie. It's like mm, twenty minutes in, the father and the other son, Thomas, Theodore, Gabriel, doesn't matter, Caleb. Yeah. There we go. Give me a little bit. I have to go through like four or five names first and then I'll get it. Him and his father are out in the forest and Caleb is, he's kind of questioning it and, and losing it a little bit. Like, where's my brother? I, I don't want him to be in hell pretty much. And yeah. I love how the father, he tells him, we know where he is in heaven. We believe he's in heaven or whatever because of what we've been taught. But I myself cannot tell you where he is. I don't know. The true answer. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. And we say but the mom... But the mom's like, no, I know my son's in hell because he wasn't baptized. Because of based off their beliefs, the, Puri- the Puritan you know, way of life. And it's, it's like, just so, it's so sad. But then also the whole concept of witches, the fact that back in the day, like those videos I used to show you, where it's like a woman reading and they're like, what? A witch. It's funny to joke about now, but back then that is absolutely terrifying to think that you could be killed. Because someone says you're a witch. What if someone just doesn't fucking like you? Mm-hmm. What if someone wants your oh, man? Yeah, that's- they're like, Beth, Beth's a witch. Why? I saw her reading. I'm or, like, what? Yeah, anything. 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 That got him I saw her, like, I don't know. I don't know what signs of witches are. <laughs> I don't know. She was washing her clothes. And check this out. <laughs> she took it out. Rather than wringing it out, she fucking flapped it. <laughs> signs of the devil. That's, uh, that's, it got more water out. And I was like, whoa. D- devil. Devil. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's just. That was, I, and that was the same director who, who made this movie. But uh, really, yeah, you told I me liked, that. I like this one a lot better. He did all the, the maybe shit. he's gonna always have like weird, eh. maybe not weird. I'm sorry, different 
accents, different ways of speaking. Okay, I got what you're saying. Yeah, the um, older old school way of talk. Because I like where people point out certain directors have key things that they always put in their movies. I forgot mm-hmm. which one always does the transitions like through the eye. It's very fascinating. It's like, hmm. Well, I enjoyed it. So a good score. I like that it's a good one. And uh, it's going to be in a good place with all the others. Okay, what, what are, are we, we watching next? What are we, yeah, because we were talking about I it. I was going to say do the witch, and you said no. Not and then after. I said fall, and you said no. So what do you want to watch? I think this is going to be another surprise, but the fall, the movie fall, is actually a truly scary fucking movie to me. <laughs> because, I mean, I don't want to annoy you guys. I don't I don't want to be like the whole time. You're like, and then get I'll story get down. Tell you. <laughs> get, get down. What are, you, what are you doing up there? <laughs> You're five steps up. Get down. You're a third of the way up. Get down. Because that's what they do. That's God, adrenaline. The whole time. Well, her friend is at least the adrenaline junkie. Yes, pushing her to do Okay, fine. We'll watch that one. I guess so. Um, if not, though, it'll just be another one that is newer or, or highly... Or alien. No. Oh. Okay. okay. Do you, we pulled that up the other night. And we Maybe just the newer the alien? Preview. Did you enjoy... You got to understand, that's 1980s. So? so? Okay, we'll do it again. We did older movies in this one as well, or had before already, so we can break that down. Because I don't think Prometheus is a scary movie. Would it be considered it? The origins of Alien? I mean, or it's gore. It's I guess it's gore. It's, it, I mean, we're scary movies. Anything as far as alien invasion, predator, yeah, that's sure creature, scary monster movie, whatever. Well, yeah, I've always said this is also my favorite types of movies are more of the gore ones. So that I, that's what I considered like a scary movie. Well, I mean, we can do that one too. I really enjoy that movie. That was really good. Prometheus. So you want to do Prometheus, and that's the origin of Alien. Alien. Did they? Oh, yeah. And then they also have that one with Predator, the one with the girl on or, the cover. Or we can do Fall because, like you said, that's a good one to, uh, that really gets my sweat going. You know, I get <laughs> scared as fuck with that one. But, uh, yeah, we can give it a rank and see where it lies. But it's got no, you know, gore or gross in it at all. At all. No, until somebody falls, right? They hit the ground. I don't remember. <laughs> It's pretty gross when you hit the ground that <laughs> high up. I don't think there's anything fucking left. Good lord, dude. Um, they're almost like a mile up in the sky. It's uh, I think it's eight miles up. No, yeah, eight miles is into. The they're sp- in space. space. They are in space, Hunter. They're not breathing. <laughs> I can't breathe. We gotta go down now. Just, they jump and they start floating like ah. Well, <laughs> Here comes alien. The ISS the <laughs> space station just flies by. They're like, I think we're too high. We're not falling. The movie's called Can't Fall. <laughs> you go too high. Cantaloupe. Okay, whatever. We'll get, um, we'll get okay, around to so it. So it's either fall or let me look up something. Prometheus. No, okay. You can or look Prometheus. up something. Uh, let me just look up top scary alien movies. Oh, I've never seen the fourth kind. I've heard people always say the fourth kind is scary. Oh, uh, that's the alien abduction one? I thought it was honestly, to be quite honest, every time I hear honestly, the fourth. to be quite honest. Yeah, whatever. Leave me alone. I, <laughs> I had on. too much caffeine. I thought the fourth kind is people just interviewing people about like floating in their bedrooms and like having weird dreams and it's aliens coming and taking them but you don't see any of it you got it and so that's it are you serious cloverfield wait no not cloverfield cloverfield is when they're i'm I'm joking i'm being silly yeah no i that's i think that's what it is but it's also a movie i can't remember it's accounts of like when people actually goes through things i just remember one scene where there's like police and the house is like in a, in a woods, woodsy area, and they had either just been uh, abducted or 
Somebody died? I, I can't remember. I don't know. I've never seen it. Well, then we should watch it because that's a okay one. Okay, we can do that one. It's, um, it's a surprise. It'll always be a surprise until people, you know, request, start requesting. Okay, hold on. Is that Nicolas Cage? In the fourth kind? No, in this one right here. What's it called? Hold on. It's called Hold On? Yeah. I haven't seen that one. It is Nicolas Cage. No, it's not called Hold On. I was being an ass. It's called Color Out of Space. And it has Nicolas Cage. I don't know what this is about. He has some pet llamas. He has a family. Uh, they're standing on a porch together. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I don't know what this movie's about. Is it about aliens? Well, either way. I don't know. Oh, oh, is there some blood? Oh, now that... Okay, I don't know. I don't know what this is, but anyways, yeah, Nicolas Cage is in that, and I just wanted to tell you because you like Nicolas Cage. So we're either going to do Fall, Prometheus, or a different one. Yeah, that's what... It always is that option, right? A different one. And it typically is. We always come up with something. But I hope you enjoyed this one, guys, because that oh, was... Oh, yeah, Prometheus came out in 2012. One of my favorite movies so far. I really liked The Lighthouse. I've never seen Alien versus Predator either. Hey, ADD girl, are you... <laughs> What? <laughs> Come on. Oh, we're, oh, we're done. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. Okay. Um, we're going to pick a movie and then we're we'll done. come back. So how do you get in touch with us? I don't know. What's our email again? Headmasters at scaryfuckingmovies.com. Okay, why do you ask me if you know it? You should just say it then. It's because the other things I don't know. <laughs> okay, then I'll handle those. Our TikTok is scaryfuckingmovies and then our Instagram is scaryfuckingmoviespodcast. But we will come back with a new movie yep and we will review Ooh, this it. one looks interesting and too. we'll talk more about it Ooh, so this one too um what did I... we learn from this one <laughs> i don't know don't trust anyone as soon as your don't drink partner starts talking to you in riddles be like okay i gotta shut that down if you have hidden if you're hiding things and especially murder don't, don't drink. start drinking there you go yeah. what's wrong with you alcohol all right well, it's gonna make you confess things thanks for listening. don't be spilling your beans tommy, tommy. Ah. Enjoy the rest of your day. And All we'll right, see you guys. Next time. Be safe. Don't trust people who speak in riddles. Yeah, that's what we learned. All right. Bye. See ya. You f-